TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. What up, everybody? It is 10 a.m. in the District of Columbia. Points north, south, east, and west. You're listening to B. Mitchell Finley. Soon it will be a Scotty's Vodka Red Bull Friday. We have to be responsible. We start at 11. However, Brian, I want to start with a simple sentence. Damn, the Wizards got their ass kicked last night. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Did you watch it? No. I was kind of excited because I, I like watching the Nuggets. I've got Jokic last year in the playoffs was just so cool to watch. Yeah. But I don't watch them that often. That so- dude plays the best basketball to say he doesn't go two inches off the floor. He's good, man. You know how, like, old dudes that are good at golf – they don't hit it far. They just hit it straight. There you go. And, like, when you play tennis and there's an older fella that, like, doesn't run around that much, but he's just in perfect position all the time. Yeah. That is, like, joker of hoops. Like, he, he, like his body positioning, the angles he sees, how he gets to the rim, how he gets rebounds, yep. at, like, the passing. He's he, remarkable. He's similar, and I'm not trying to compare these two at all because they're different type of players, but – when a ball is shot, he seems to be able to read the spin to know where the rebound is going. Like Rodman. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say that exactly. And, and, you know, a lot of times people always you – know, you ever heard the guy play smarter, not harder? Sure. Or work smarter, not harder? I don't do it, but I've he heard it. He works smarter than anybody out there because he – the dude, he, he doesn't use a lot of energy, but he's always in the right spot. He'll give you a head fake, you jump, <laughs> he'll have a little finger roll on you. You know, he, he does some great stuff out there. And it just shows sometimes that slow game. You ever, you ever play with, like, I'm sure, Jeff, you played at the, at the uh, playground when you got an old dude come out there with the black socks on. And you sure. go, man, old this, school. this old dude ain't going to play. He, he moves slow as hell, but he's always wide open. <laughs> they gave up 70 at halftime. Yeah. And, so, and Joker, almost, you said they had a triple-double? So my night, I, I, um, I, I had to go into NBC4 last night to tape Sports Showcase, which please watch it. Finley girls got to go to college. Please watch it Saturday night, seven o'clock on NBC four. But I know I usually get home about nine thirty ish, right? And maybe it was closer to ten because I had to do a couple things after. But um, I knew the Wiz started at nine. I was pretty excited to sit down, chill out, watch the second half. I had Chris and Drew on TV, like I was good, right? Yeah. I sit down. They gave up seventy two. At halftime. Did you just turn off the what's come? Well, dude, I, I literally, I, I put the TV on, and it was halftime. So, I think it was it was our guy, Wes, and I think Consor was with him. Mm-hmm. And they were going through it, and they're like, yeah, and Nikola Jokic is one rebound short of a triple-double. I said, it's halftime. <laughs> dude, at halftime, he was one rebound short of a triple-double. Daniel Gafford is in Dallas now. 
I don't care if Andre the Giant is in Dallas you, you know, at halftime. Listen, man, basketball players are supposed to necessarily, when you play basketball, you can do all three. You don't have to just be a shooter. But a lot of guys do not ever crash the board. Dude. So Gaffer used to at least try, and he would do it, but nobody else wanted to crash the board. So I I applaud. I, I might even look up this dude's name because I was really impressed. So, you know, they get a they get a assistant coach to do a halftime interview, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what the coach's name was. I'm, I'm literally trying to look this up. Where is the – can I just – the worst part about the Wizards is, like, the Wizards website. If you type in wizards.com, you land on, like, actual Wizards. Like, it, it's not what you want to have. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's like Harry Potter type stuff. All right, what is this dude's name? Because I was really impressed. This coach, like, called these dudes out and said, listen, man, you, some of this is about hustle. It's about... You know, getting down the court, Guy transition NBA, defense. NBA coach? Yes. The Wiz assistant coach. I, trying to – this shouldn't be this difficult to find a picture of their coaching staff. Um, but they played a lot harder in the third quarter. I mean, the Nuggets are way better. Like, it's a rebuild. But it was it was pretty remarkable to turn that game on at halftime and Joker had a triple-double already. Yeah. Um, the opposite side of that coin, though – Caps are kind of surging. Yeah. Three in a row. Three in a row. They're scoring like crazy. McMichael. um, 12.30, Steve Wino is going to join us to tell us what the Caps are doing right right now. Is Steve a brother to Ned? I'm joking. Ned Wino? Ned the Wino. Oh. You would not know. Gotcha. Um, (laughs) Jeff. (laughs) Who's Ned the Wino? You can tell me. Hey, just turn on uh, on, uh, Sanford and Son. Oh, all right. Old school. I haven't watched much Sanford and Son, and I mean, I know I'm familiar with it, but I haven't. Yeah. It, when did that go off the air? I as a in a syndication, it went off a long time, but it still is on the air. You can still find it for sure. Yeah, I, um, I just laughed as soon as I see it. I do love. <laughs> you know who will find it? Yeah, but you didn't know him. You just looked it up. <laughs> um, I I do love the Sanford and Son. Theme song. Let's see if you can add that in our in our repertoire of songs to play because it's elite. That thing is good. Um, all right, so we're going to talk some caps. We have London Fletcher joining us in about Fletch. twenty minutes. Fired up to talk to Fletch. Um, everybody's focused on what the Commanders are doing at number two, but in a weird way, we're kind of not paying attention to what Chicago's going to do at number yeah. one and. This obviously the draft starts with them because they have the first pick. Yeah, but they also have like massive decisions to make with Justin Fields. Hell yeah! And and I'm I'm fascinated by what's going to happen with the Bears. Uh, Brad Biggs covers the Bears for the Chicago Tribune. Big man will join us at eleven thirty, twelve thirty. We're talking to Wino about the Caps. One thirty, Bees joins us to give us some picks for the weekend. You just forgot about one o'clock. One o'clock is asked Bee Mitchell. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But man. that's not. I, I'm going through all the guests. Then I was going to say that. I'm a guest. You're, you're the that host. Moment. Okay. <laughs> One o'clock, Lampville, ask me much anything. That made no sense as I was going through the guests, but that's fine. Not a guest. He's the he's co host. Right. Like, you're going to be here for four hours, just like me. Um, I might do a Jeff today. Jeff's here. No, I'm saying, like, I'm a Jeff today, like he normally does. Just, just disappear. disappear. Yeah. Beep, you going to leave at 1 30? Huh? You going to leave at 1 30? I believe at 1. 
What then? How are we gonna have Ask Beavage? Y'all can ask somebody else. Ask JP Finley anything? I I gotta say something here. I'm on the Wizards website. Why is it so hard to find out the assistant coaches? Wizards on NFL the coast? teams, they're all just listed with pictures. Because they probably don't know who all of them. Are. <laughs> Wizards, the basketball team, or the the Magic the Gathering people? Uh the basketball team. Oh, all right. Just show me pictures of the assistant coaches. I swear it shouldn't be that difficult. I want to credit this guy for what he said at halftime. Um. Brian, I made a mistake last night, though. I um, no no crap. Yeah, I'm sure you're shocked. Uh, <laughs> so I watched the Wiz, and it was just going sideways. And then I put Lakers Warriors on. But then I don't know what I must have seen. I I think I I follow Peter Schrager on Twitter, and I saw him tweeting about the Dynasty, which is the new documentary show about the Patriots on Apple TV. Hmm? Have you watched any of that? None. I think you'd really like it. Now I watch something like that. So, but I made a every second. I made a mistake, however, because I started it at like 11. That is not something you start late because it's really hard to stop watching. Yeah. So I watched two episodes, so I was up to like 12:30. I actually feel better, but I think my voice sounds like bleep right now. Oh, that's the daily thing, though. Well, no, I think it's because I didn't sleep that much. But, dude, the dynasty is good, man. All right, I'm going to check it out. The the Wizards have as many damn coaches as the commanders. And, and the yet list. you can't find any pictures of them. <laughs> God. I'm looking for the shaved head white dude. That's the guy that spoke last night, and he was quite good in what he said. Okay. Um. So I want to ask London, going through the dynasty – it's hard to remember and put your brain back to 2001 for the Patriots. Uh-huh. Bledsoe takes that big hit. It was week three. I believe it was week three. Maybe it was week two. And he's out. He's out for a while. We forget that they they – what, Lanfield? I mean, it was so easy to find all the Wizard, Wizards assistant Where'd coaches. Where did you pictures. find the pictures? It's under the team, the roster. Not on the website. Maybe on the on the app. No, on the website. On the mobile, you're saying. I'm on my computer because I'm trying. The web, I'm on the website. I'm, I don't have an NBA app on this phone. It's the website. Wiz- send, Washington Wizards. Send me the link. You can just drop it in the group chat, and I'll see if it works on my laptop. But, dude, we forget. How much grief Belichick took for sticking with Brady instead of going to going back to Bledsoe when yeah. he got cleared? Yeah. It was like a national story. And the first game Bledsoe was cleared when they stuck with Brady. Guess, I believe, I, I couldn't, I'm, I'm looking up the box score now. Guess who picked off Brady? To seal that game. London Fletcher. London Fletcher. Playing with JP, I tell you, your stuff is so easy to figure out. I mean, I kind of set it up for you to guess. Yes, you did. (laughs) But Brady in that game, I think, had at least one. He had two interceptions, including a fourth quarter pick by London Fletcher. Sometimes stubbornness works. But if you remember in that, I think that they beat the Rams in that Super Bowl. Yeah, but sometimes stubbornness works. Dude, it. it, Belichick was stubborn. Big time. But All it, the way to six championships. Might have come back to bite him at the end, though. Yeah, but he had 20-something years of it. Yeah, I think <laughs> it, it's it's really fascinating watching that 
you can clearly tell that I, I don't know this, but it sure seems that this is a Robert Kraft production because it makes Kraft, at least through two episodes, look great. And Brady looks great and his hair is standing straight up. Um, Belichick seems very robotic, and I'm curious how that will go over time. But you forget how many dogs they had on that defense for the Patriots early on. Mm-hmm. Dude, they had Brian Cox, Teddy Bruschi, Lawyer Malloy, Ty Law, uh, Larry Izzo, the BC. new commander's special teams coach. Um, Willie McGinnis. I, I mean, they were loaded, dude. Yeah. And they played tough. Vrabel, who apparently used to seriously harass Brady as a, when he was a young quarterback. Um, it, it's just, it's really interesting to go all the way back and consider – the amount, like they showed all the clips of Boston TV, national TV. Dude, Wilbon was hammering Belichick for not going back to Bledsoe. Like, th- th- that's kind of the world, right? But yeah, but, but you know, it's like a lot. That's the whole thing about it. If we were to go back and look at great moments in sports and then look at the comments that were made by some of the people who we consider the absolute best on TV, <laughs> you would not have the same respect for them. See, the thing about the people on our end, we get to say and move on. People forget what we say. Right. But those guys that are out there making those decisions on the sideline, on the field, their stuff lives into eternity. You know? Man in the arena, man. So it's amazing because, you know, some days I like when someone says something outlandish, I put a little reminder somewhere to see what's going to happen when it's, if it goes wrong. And it goes wrong, and they will come back the next day and argue the other side. I watch it daily on that four-letter network. Well, I think, I mean, a lot of it was circulating around about, like, what people were saying about Mahomes when he was drafted, right? Yeah. yeah. And now everybody goes like, everybody now acts as if when Pat Mahomes came out, everyone said he was a can't miss. They did not say that. Right. That a lot of people were like, this guy doesn't play into the framework of the offense. He uh, does everything off schedule. He can't do things on schedule. But one dude said, I'm going to draft this dude. Drafted him and got rid of the guy he had just traded for. Within a year, you know, and it just shows you that people that are the experts, this is a crapshoot when it comes down to these quarterbacks. Totally. I think that is a kind of where I wanted to land as we prepare for the combine next week. Um, I was texting with our, our buddy, Ryan Keel this morning. Keel. And his point about the quarterbacks is that history suggests, let's just say QBs go one, two, three, which is highly possible between Chicago, the skins and the Patriots at number three, right? Mm-hmm. Let's whatever order you want to say it goes. Williams may Daniels pick up, pick an order. Who cares? History suggests one of them will be good, one of them will suck, one of them will be average. That's just kind of what history suggests. So if you use that baseline, well, then should you go a different route? Should you take the best tackle? Should you take the should you take the best wideout? Yeah, history suggests that, but history also suggests that whenever you have some great quarterbacks coming out or people that you think can be great, they're going to take them no matter what. Because now you might – Pop up historically every blue moon. There's a year 
when multiple quarterbacks are very good. Sure, but my counter to the, well, you don't know if you're going to get the good one, so maybe try another position. You don't know if that guy's going to be good. You don't know either. if he's going to be good either. You don't like. Yeah. There have been bad left tackles drafted in at oh, number we, one. We've dropped some in this town, dude. Bad. What was the dude we drafted from um, Penn State? Offensive lineman came here. I don't think he ever got on the field. Um, when they went back, back in the to 90s. back. It's in the early. When it was Lavar. Oh no, eighties. No, okay, you got me beat. It's in the nineties. Remember they they took Lavar and they took Chris Samuels, but Samuels yeah, Samuels was really good. Yeah, yeah. But dude, like for everybody. For the suggestion that the second overall pick is a camp miss, whether it's quarterback or you're not sure about quarterback, so you want a different position, they just drafted second overall. <laughs> like, this just happened four years ago. And the result is a compensatory third-round pick. Yep. And maybe they didn't do it. Maybe they didn't handle everything right. Maybe Chase wasn't pushed or coached or taught. Maybe Chase didn't do everything right. However the hell we landed here, it's certainly not a sure thing. It's never it never it's never a sure thing. But I think you gotta when you have like if you they, got you gotta roll the dice though, brother. B, if they were drafting fourteenth, I'm not sure I'd be advocating trading up and, and trying to go get one of these top three quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. But they're already there. They're in the ring. Like they they are they are going to get their shot. You gotta you gotta shoot it. You gotta shoot it, brother. I don't I don't think there's a question. And I think some of what we need to be cognizant of nobody knows who's gonna be good. Like if you if you think you know that I, I think Caleb's the best of all of them, but I don't think Caleb's gonna be available. Mm-hmm. I don't know between Drake and Jaden. There's a lot to like with both of them. There's a lot to like. But watching the dynasty and watching Belichick's commitment to Brady in this thing. But see that 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 is the most important thing right there. Exactly. Commitment to whoever you draft. And that commitment may get the absolute best out of the kid, and he might not be Pat Mahomes still. So, but you got to get the absolute best out of a kid. And and the thing that stood out to me in a major way, B, is Bledsoe had just signed a hundred million dollar contract. And this is 2001. That's mm-hmm. a lot of money. And when Bledsoe came back and Bill said, I'm sticking with Tom, Robert Kraft and Bledsoe talked. Uh And Kraft said, he's like, listen, I think you should be back out there. But if I go and tell him that, that's not good for you and that's not good for me. That's not good for the team. And Kraft didn't get involved and he let Belichick stick with Brady. Like, that's the kind of organizational commitment I believe the commanders will have with this quarterback, but see that was about also the the commitment was was all the way throughout the franchise. The coach made a commitment to somebody who thought what he thought was going to be better, and then the owner who just gave the money to him, Blesso, gave him enough well enough that he's now has a winery out there, uh, so he has his own wine and stuff. So I mean, he got he, he did good, a hundred million dollar deal. But the thing, the owner stuck by the coach's decision and didn't try to one up him. And you got 20 years out of a quarterback that was drafted in the sixth round. You got six championships. You went to other Super Bowls. They, I guarantee you, you look at the value. When Tom Brady became the starter of the Patriots 
and then look at the value when he was leaving there. Oh my God! I guarantee you, they got their money's worth. Far more than that. Yeah. London Fletcher joins the program next. Passion in his pants. Uh. B. Mitch and Finley, one oh six seven. The fan. Very excited to welcome on to the program our friend, Mister London Fletcher. Washington, Flex. great. Fletch, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing great. What's going on, fellas? We chilling, brother. What's happening with you? <laughs> uh, I'm doing good. It's raining here in Charlotte, man, on a Friday, and I'm looking at the golf course, and it's raining. It, uh, it's raining here, too, and I we're imagine, working. I so imagine that's driving you crazy. <laughs> it offsets. Um, yeah. London, it was about midnight last night, and you made a cameo on my television. I was watching. Did I really? You did. Have you watched the Dynasty yet? The Apple TV documentary about the Pats. I have not. You need I have to. Not. Well, you uh, you played a big role. <laughs> in... Man, I got so many dark streaming streaming services. I'm like, I don't even know if I. I don't think I have Apple TV. I, I got too many streaming services, man. I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> I bet your kids have it. Hey, if one of your they kids got it, do. believe me. Yeah, I, they probably do. I'm going to have to check my statement. It's, it, it's on there, I'm sure. I can text you my password if you need it. Um, <laughs> but so the Patriots, 2001, obviously Bledsoe gets hurt early. They go to Brady. Brady plays fairly well. Bledsoe gets cleared to come back. Belichick sticks with Brady. Brady throws a, a game-losing interception on a comeback attempt. To this dude with on, hands. On November 18th, and the Rams defeat the Patriots 24-17. You had the fourth-quarter interception. Yeah, I, I remember that game. <laughs> I, I remember that. What's crazy, so that was when we played him in the old Patriots stadium. I believe it was on Sunday night football. It was. It was Sunday and, night and, yeah, it was electric atmosphere. I mean, great. They came in there with a with a great defensive game plan. Blitzed the heck out of out of Kurt Warner and our offense. And it was a, it was, they had some opportunities to to put some points on the board. And I, I remember making that interception. But there was a time where Brady was scrambling on the sideline. This gives you an idea of his mindset and his competitive spirit and nature back in in the day. And about three of us lit him up on the sideline. He didn't he didn't he didn't slide. And me being a, the trash talker that I was back then, I was like, "Man, you better you better get your ass down before Bledsoe be back in here." That's awesome. What he so, say? He jumped right back up and he starts yapping. And I'm like, "Okay, and this is you know, he's probably making his maybe third or fourth start. I don't remember what it was, but just him not backing down. You know, having I think he said a couple cuss, uh, cuss words and. Needless to say, I got the I got the last laugh in that game, but he got the last laugh in the one that really counted in in the Super Bowl later that year. Later that year, yeah. That's, that's one thing about him, I think, that made people love playing with him because most quarterbacks will cower in that situation. That dude was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially like I said, I mean, we lit him up on that sideline. It's like, dude, what are you thinking? I, I think they <laughs> showed the hit in the uh, in the show. Here's another thing that I learned last night that I maybe knew and forgot. Do you know who Brady's first career NFL start came against? I do not know that. Peyton. Was it? Peyton Manning? It was the Colts. Oh. And and the Patriots won that game. (laughs) Really? Peyton Peyton is like, this dude's a thorn in my damn side. That's right. That was was kind of a, uh, you know, a, a, a. what they call that when you uh forecasting what was going to yeah, happen? Yeah, man, in the exactly, That's it. exactly. A preview. Uh, That's your thoughts, man, on these all the new coaching. 
and hires with the commanders, Ken Norton, linebacker coach, things of that nature? Man, I, this, this coaching staff is as impressive on paper as I've seen. You you talk about, you know, Dan Quinn and wanting guys wanting to work for him, work with him, and some of the guys that he's been able to add, whether it's on the offensive side, obviously with his coordinators, Joe Witt Jr. and also uh, Cliff Kingsbury, but but then you look at and Anthony Lynn and, and his his reputation around the league mm-hmm. and and Ken Norton Jr. and and uh, some of the other guys, uh, Daryl Tapp, who I played with in Washington, keeping keeping Ryan Kerrigan on on board. Larry Izzo as a special teams coordinator. I mean, it's just uh, <laughs> this, this is a, an extremely impressive offensive coaching staff. I mean, I'm sorry, coaching staff in general. Yeah. I think getting Lynn showed me a lot because, you know, you've got Kingsbury you know, him taking here. a job showed a lot. Exactly. Like, being <laughs> able to land him yeah. here, that, that's a guy that was a head coach for four years, and he's not even coming at a coordinator level. Um, I, I don't know that you know him at all, but did that one stand out to you as far as filling out a staff? It did. It stood out for me from, from the standpoint of you got you got Cliff Kingsbury coming in, and he's you know, air raid offense and, you know, the passing game, but adding Anthony Lynn and him being the run game coordinator and what that run game was like in San Francisco and the physicality and all the different outside zones and and the the things that he's going to bring to this offense and the elements of that. And then also uh, Brian Johnson coming over from Philadelphia. I love that hire. Yes, and and as the pass game coordinator and some of the things that they did in Philadelphia that, that really presented problems and challenges for defenses. So when you look at those two additions to this this coaching staff, um, just looking at it from the offensive standpoint, if they can meld that all together, and it's going to be – I mean, I, I can't wait to see it because when you look at that, like that running game piece of what they did in San Francisco, man, they had they had some, some different – they had all types of run schemes, whether mm-hmm. it was a gap run, the power scheme – the zone, the the jet sweeps, and all those the, the counters and all the different things that they ran, and then also the 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 uh, the, the zone stuff that um, that Philadelphia did. I mean, this is a this is this could be an outstanding offensive uh, scheme. You know, when we were uh, looking at the looking for a head coach. Everybody was looking at offensive coach or this, that, or the other, and they went with Quinn. And a lot of people didn't like it, but I think when you look at this coaching staff, it kind of can make you understand why they went with Quinn because. Look at the people that the different people from all different aspects that want to work with him. You know what I mean? Because some yeah. of these guys, yeah. did, some of these guys already had jobs in good spots, didn't have to leave, but they decided to come here with him. Well, you, you go back to the press conference that that Adam Peters had and and, and Josh Harris had, where they talked about when they he was asked the question, you know, where you, are you looking for an offensive head coach or defensive head coach? And their answer, and their answer was, no, we're looking for a leader of men, mm-hmm. and it's apparent that Dan Quinn is a leader of men, and he wasn't the sexy hire that everybody was looking for. Everybody thought it was going to be Ben Johnson, and that's that's what kind of, you know, most people wanted it. And in the DMV, they wanted Ben Johnson like, a lot sexier hire. But when you – once you saw Dan Quinn in his press conference, extremely impressive. I was I was uh, on board with him, you know, after watching that press conference, you're like, man, this is this is a leader of men, and I can tell why he he impressed them during the interviewing process. And and you mentioned all the different people that that he's been able to assemble on that staff. You know, a good blend of of veteran guys with different experiences, coordinators, 
uh, position play, uh, position coaches, yeah. young 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 mix of talent on the uh, on the coaching staff as well, like a Tavita Pritchard, a, D- a David Bly, and, and you know Daryl Tapp and Ryan Kerrigan. So it's a it's a good blend of young, old, experienced, and and, and kind of uh, new guys. Um, we're talking with our friend London Fletcher here on the BetQL guest line. Of course, you can follow Fletch at lfletcher59 on X. Um, London, are you going to Indy next week? Are you going to be at the Combine? I will be at the Combine. I'll be there Monday, getting in Monday, and then also leaving out Wednesday. Uh, I'll be there. I'm actually going there for – I'm on a, uh, the Legends Youth Advisory Committee for the for the NFL, and we, we do stuff with, with the uh, – the youth football stuff. We got some meetings there, but I also will partake in some of the, some of the, you know, looking at some of the prospects and, and being out in Indy for just a couple of days. I wish it was going to be, I was going to be there a little longer, but I had a, a, a golf trip already planned. Be bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that? Where are you going? going? That'll be in Orlando. Nice. All right. um, yeah. So I, I, I got a, I got a, a golf trip planned that I get, I have to get to. <laughs> all right, Fletch. Well, I'm there next week. We're going to have to maybe find a, 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 a restaurant that serves cold beverages, but um, yes, absolutely. Make sure you put them on that brown. Uh, nah, uh, let Fletch. only clear. Um, but what I'm <laughs> Fletch, the the dominant. It's funny how we all get worked up about the draft. Then free agency is going to come, and for that month, we're going to be obsessed with that. Then we're going to go back to the draft. But they're sitting at number two. Um, there's an opportunity. There's a lot. There's three young quarterbacks that have kind of emerged as as what's considered a, the top three. Do you believe with the second overall pick they've got to go quarterback? I think they're going to, you know, all indications are that they're going to go quarterback. Now, that could change if they go through the process and and maybe there's a, a, a fourth guy that, that emerges, whether it's, I don't know, Bo Nix or somebody that they, they like, really become enamored with and impressed with. And you say, you know what, we can maybe trade down, get, get a guy that we – you know, kind of view on the same or maybe just a, a hair down than, than the number two or number three guy can pick him up a little bit later in the draft, acquire more assets and, and go from there. But as it stands right now, it seems to be the case that there there will be – they will be um, – and I don't have any in, in, insider information on that. I'm just, you know, as you, as you think and, and hear and, and look at, and it, you know, everything that's been out there. But as far as it seems like this quarterback is the number one focus at this point. Um, sure, I don't. I think it's going to come down to Jaden Daniels or Drake May. I don't. I don't believe that that uh, Williams will be available at all. Caleb Williams. I, there's no way he's getting out of number one. I, and I think the Bears are going to stay there and take him as well. Who do you? If London Fletcher's the GM, and you're you're on the clock at number two, Caleb goes one. Who do you like? <laughs> Listen, I, I had a feeling you guys were going to ask me this question. Here's the thing: Did you think it'd be me or B. Mitch asking <laughs> you? Uh, you. <laughs> yeah, you know, as, as, as it stands right now, and not having all the information that that obviously Washington will have. You know, they're going to put these guys on the board. They're going to look at all the different things and how these how they how they see these guys fitting in their system. It's hard not to watch this year's film alone and not feel like Jaden Daniels is the guy. I mean, his, his film this year was outstanding. It's, it, it, it was impressive just with the, with the ball placement on some of the, some of the uh, deep ball shots, the, the athleticism and the talent. And you just imagine what he can do 
you know, extending plays and when, 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 you know, receivers aren't open and how much of a stress that puts on defense when you have a quarterback with his, his ability, he's still raw. He still has a lot, a lot of stuff to learn. Sure. Um, you know, just watching him and some of the, pro, uh, some of the stuff that you, you look at on film, like you, you know, he still can be a lot better. Drake may his 2022 film was, uh, <laughs> I mean, it was as good as, as, as um, you know, Kato or Jada's was this year. He was playing in the air raid system last year. This year they had a new offensive coordinator, and he, he 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 quite frankly, I mean, he had some struggles at times, accuracy issues. But that's where the coaches come into play and say, hey, is this something from a mechanic standpoint, footwork standpoint, talent standpoint? Was it a byproduct of his season that he had this year? Was it a byproduct of you know a, a bunch of different things? And you know, I mean, you love his size, you love the arm talent, all those different things. But for me, with the limited information that I have right now, I, I would I would go with Jaden Daniels. But whoever they decide to go with, because I'm going to trust them in their evaluation and, and all the information that they're going to gather, whoever they decide to pick, I'm going to support wholeheartedly. There you go. Well, dude, that's what we've been saying a lot. And, and Fletch, I don't know if you heard this. Um, Robert, RG3 did an interview on the Barstool podcast a couple weeks back. And he talked about how important you were to him as a rookie, particularly. Um, but he, he talked about how the organization didn't keep everything in to support him going forward. And I think that's the biggest difference is you've got owner, GM, coach. Everybody's going to be on the same page eventually with what they do at number two. How much of a difference can that make? It makes a, a, a great deal of difference because when you when you're talking about taking somebody that high in the draft, and, and ironically, it's number two if they stay there, and, and Robert was drafted number two. You know, when you invest a bunch of different resources in that quarterback position, you want to see that play out at least uh, you know for at least four or five years before you you kind of decide whether he's your guy or not. In Robert's case. He got he had the injuries that he dealt with. Uh, unfortunately, got injured after his first, uh, you know, at the end of that his rookie year, and then the injuries kind of took over, and and all the stuff that that was happening inside the building between you know Craziness. ownership, head coach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot going on, and and things changed quickly. You know, within three years, <laughs> I, I don't think he was a starter started any, any longer. The injuries pile up too. You, and, yeah. yeah, the injuries pile up, and you have to be to feel supported, especially at that position the quarterback position because, it, I mean, if everybody's not supporting you, especially ownership and head coach, it's going to be extremely difficult for that guy to exceed. And the alignment that you mentioned where from the ownership to general manager to head coach, you it's going to be fully aligned with who they who they decide to go with at that position, and he's going to be fully supported. And, and you're going to need that with, uh, with these quarterbacks. Because you have to understand – all of them have their flaws and their warts, and they're going to need to be supported. And they're not going to come in and be, you know, set the world on fire and light the world up, yep. and you know, become a, a, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer after one season. They're going to go through bumps and bruises and have ebbs and flows of the season, and you have to feel supported. For sure, totally, brother. London, thank you, man. Appreciate, appreciate your bro. time. All right, appreciate you guys. All right, man. Keep looking at that golf course. <laughs> That's our guy, London Fletcher. When we come back, we're giving away Neil Young tickets. Hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. All right, let's keep it close to home. 
Last night, the Wiz went to uh, Denver and they got blown out. They now are underdogs by 15 and a half. I have a reason to believe they can't lose two games in a row by more than 15. So $5 on the Washington Wizards, maybe you'll win you a little bit of money. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Brian and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 1067 The Fan. You have to be 21 years old, the president of Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as a non-withdrawable bonus bet that expires seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, folks, caller number 10 right now, 800-636-1067, 800-636-1067. Shout out to Wendy for getting the number right. You can win two tickets to Neil Young, Crazy Horse, Earth Tour. Love Earth Tour, pardon me. Saturday, May 11th at Jiffy Lube Live. Tickets are on sale now. For tickets and more event information, visit thefandc.com slash events. Courtesy of Live Nation. That's actually a show I'd like to go to. I don't know that I will. Uh, Mid-May and Jiffy Lube is kind of far, but I like Neil Young. That would be a lot of fun. You need to live a little bit. I live. That's a lot. I'm going to Indiana in February. Yeah, you're on a damn plane. Driving out Jiffy Lube not that bad. I I, I went. Don't worry. We'll have a car pick you up. I went twice last summer. I just don't know that I'm going to make the effort for Neil Young, but I I do like Neil Young. What day of the week is May 11th? I don't know. The day before my daughter's birthday. Her birthday's May 12th. Yeah. And she graduates about a day or two before. Oh, that's going to be a party week. Ooh, You're going to be busy. And that little thing, boy, let me tell you. Her, her, her experience this year was Taylor Swift in Philly. Oh, wow. On one day. The next day, party at the house. Jeff DJ. Oh, I remember that. You got kicked out of the party. Yeah, I got kicked out at my own house. Uh, May 11th is a Saturday, so that that gives me a little more reason. Hey, maybe just get, come hang out in my crib and then go from there. That would be fun. Um, here's what I'd like to do. Uh, Brad Biggs joining us from Chicago at 1130. Before we get there, let's talk about, you know what Houston did last year that kind of turned the NFL upside down? Is they took C.J. Stroud, they ignored all the nonsense. Mm-hmm. Listen, next week in Indy, the nonsense is going to start getting mi- microwaved. Ignore the nonsense. Ignore the nonsense. And then they got super aggressive, traded back up. And got a linebacker. And got the defensive rookie of the year. And he was a badass, too. They made bold moves, and now all of a sudden, look like they're pretty well positioned to win that AFC South they for got a while. The offensive and defensive rookie of the year? Pretty, pretty. That's some remarkable stuff, right? You know what they did? They attacked success. Yes. What are some other ways NFL teams could attack success? Examine when we return. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Her order are the best prospects. Mm-hmm. There's, I'd argue, like visual evidence to support it. If you want stats, Knicks and Penix stats pop. Um, I mean, all these guys you could make a case for. But if your decision is that if you could decide you don't love any of those three, any of them, cool. I understand the trade back. But if you're going that route, I'd want them to sign Baker or Kirk. And like, all right, you're, you're clearly trading back to acquire a lot of assets, then compete this year. Mm-hmm. Like, if that's the plan, compete right away and and get. Totally. You know what I mean? Like, if you sign Baker or Kirk or, hell, Russ Wilson, like, those guys can deliver whatever you think they're capable of. I I think they can deliver you at least a a B performance, a B minus, and then you're in a wild card conversation. But drafting Adam Peters. And looking at the history of Josh Harris and his franchises, do you think they're going to look for a veteran quarterback or are they trying to draft a young one and build it and try to have something that's going to be built and be like, I'm building the foundation for a long, for a prolonged run? Well, B, I think part of that is what are you building for? What What is your end goal? Is your end goal competing for championships? Because if that's your end goal, then signing Baker, signing Kirk, even Russ at this stage of his career, you're you're not competing for championships. Yeah, you might make the playoffs, you, yeah. you might win ten games. So that's, that's what I'm saying. But like, so, but you, if you're swinging for the height, the but, highest highs, but they're building something, and that doesn't start with veteran quarterbacks, older quarterbacks who's had their stops. Because what I'm doing, I'm trying to build for the future. Not for today. And I think when people throw that out there, they're not listening to the people that are now in charge. Everything they've said to me is, I'm getting a young quarterback, and I'm going to build this thing up, and we want to have long, prolonged success. Nothing says we're going to look for a veteran quarterback. And I don't think they should. I'm with that. But I'm saying all of these people that are saying that are obviously not listening to Josh Adam and all the people that have talked so far. Lavelle, you want him to trade back? Is that a bold? The bold move to me is staying put and taking a kid at two and developing him. No, d- trading back would be the bold move. Uh, staying where they are, that's the sensible thing. That's what they should do. Just take one of the quarterbacks. 
<laughs> I agree. I man. found your game too, JP. What game is that? The Rams and the Saints. The one you were talking about. Yeah, 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 the Monday Nighter. Yeah, yeah. It was 17 uh, 7 at halftime. What what were Carr's stats at halftime? Oh, they don't show the stats at halftime, Jay. What, what, if you have a halftime score, I can look it up. It it's was 17 7 at halftime. I bet, I bet he had fewer than 140 yards at halftime. Um, it is, uh, I mean, car, whatever. I, I watched that game, too. I just don't even think trading down would be bold. I think trading up, you want to get bold. And bold, to me, is trading up and saying, we, going, we, we like this guy, we'll give you everything we have for him. I, I agree with that. Yeah, that's bold. I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think they should do it. But, I mean, tra- trading down is almost like a cop-out. Uh, unless they decide J.J. McCarthy's the dude they must have. But here's the problem. If, if they get through this process and decide that somebody, Knicks, Penix, whoever, is, is who they must have, mm-hmm. Just take them at two. Because what if you trade back to 10 and then somebody comes up to eight and you don't get them? Like, if you decide this is the dude we have to have, take them where you know you're going to get them. And, and what? Maybe you don't get the extra picks? If it's the right guy. Mm-hmm. If it's a guy that you have. Like, if you, you, you start to really roll the dice, If you man. go through all of your assessments and you say this is the guy we want, draft him wherever the hell you want to draft him. It doesn't, totally. and I think. See, this is this is. I know I hear fans talking a lot. I hear media people talking a lot. It comes when it comes down to it. You have to make that decision because you know what you're going to be judged on it. And I think ultimately, just like Bill Belichick did, went to Tom Brady and stuck with him. The fans in New England didn't want him to stick with Tom Brady at first, but I'm sure all of them now are saying, well, "I'm glad he did that." So the people that have paid the big bucks to do it, do it. <laughs> and knock it out the box. But you have to support that I don't think quarterbacks have had in this town now. They have that support. So it should be a little bit easier. Not it's going to be easy, but easier for them to possibly reach their full potential. I, I want to briefly, I want to do two things. I want to thank my man Jeff. Um, my throat, my throat is, is leaving me for whatever reason. And Jeff is helping me, but I'm not sure Jeff knows how to make tea. I don't know why he had to leave the room. He just had to hand me the tea bag. Oh, I, I got you some more hot water. And just a disclaimer, there is no sugar or anything in that tea. So I don't know you don't need sugar. if it's you sweet need or not. Tea. This is, these are teas, teas that CK has specifically when your voice starts to go. So it doesn't need sugar or any of that stuff. All right, stop talking to drink. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get there. We're going to get through it together. We're a family here. Um, Brad Biggs joins us next. B. Mitch Finley, 1067 The Fan. Tea's finally cooling down enough for me to drink it. We're going to survive, Landfill. Uh, It is a Scotty's Vodka Rebel Friday. Joining us right now on the BetQL guest line is our friend Mr. Brad Biggs, Covers the Bears for the Chicago Tribune. Does a hell of a job. You can follow him at Brad Biggs. Brad, what's going on, dude? How are you? Morning, boys. What's going on? 
Uh, not too much, man. We're, we're doing well here. Um, you know, everybody in D.C. is so worked up about the number two pick. But what you guys got going on in Chicago is, is far more complicated because you've got fields. And it's starting to feel like maybe that decision has been made. But then you've also got the number one overall pick. What What is the, the word with the Bears? Well, the Bears are in a really advantageous position here as they prepare to, you know, head to Indianapolis for the scouting combine next week, guys. They, they've got the number one pick in the draft. They've got the ninth overall pick in the draft. And they've got a whole boatload of uh, cap space in terms of free agency, not as not quite as much as the commanders in terms of uh, the cap space, but to have the top pick in the draft and then have another one that's inside the top 10 uh, puts them in, in really a unique position. I expect them to uh, draft quarterback at number one overall. And then, uh, you know, they could go any number of different directions when they get down to number nine. And probably at some point you would think, um, Try to see if they can find a trade partner for for Justin Fields. Um, do you think it is it Caleb Williams at one? You think? Well, I, th- I think there's a lot of heavy lifting that still needs to be done. I, I I've said this all along. I, I think the process begins with Caleb Williams. Right? He's been the presumptive sure. top pick in this draft since the last draft ended, right? He's been the guy that's been sitting there that everybody's kind of looking at saying, well, he'll go number one in 2024. So you've, you've got to continue to do your research, your homework, your due diligence. You know, they haven't met the guy yet. They've talked to players that have been at some of the postseason all-star games, right? The senior bowl, the East West shrine, you know, there's a whole host of, of smaller ones. Caleb didn't participate in any of those. Uh, we haven't seen Drake May at those. We haven't seen J.J. McCarthy at those. So um, the first opportunity to actually get face-to-face with, with that guy and start asking him some questions will, will be next week in Indianapolis. So you've got to uh, fully understand the player. I think they've got a pretty good idea, uh, or the person. You've got to understand the person. I think they've got a pretty good idea about the player right now. Mm-hmm. You know, you've been you've been able to spend – uh, a lot of time having a lot of different people look at a lot of tape. Um, your scouts have seen him in person. Your your you know your front office people have seen him in person. You don't know yet what makes this guy tick. You've talked to a lot of people that have worked with him. The Bears interviewed Cliff Kingsbury for their offensive coordinator position. Mm. You know I, I'm willing to uh, bet my house that uh, part of that conversation was about Caleb. Williams. So I, I think you've got to try to get under the hood and uh, and, and see what's there uh, before before you can, you know, come close to making uh, a final decision on what you truly want to do with that selection. So I'm with you. I think anybody that has come to any sort of concrete finalized quarterback rankings is kind of full of it because I think, <laughs> I mean, these NFL teams have watched all of the the tape, right? Mm -hmm. But these interviews next week in Indy are going to determine a a tremendous amount. And I think 
a lot of what we're going to see next week in Indy is who can get through the BS. Because the go. BS is coming. Oh, it's coming. And it's going to be intense. And how much of that do you think weighs in on Chicago's decision to make it one? Oh, I mean, a ton, you know, a ton. And, and next week's that it's just the beginning of that process, guys, because right. the uh, the interview process where, where the teams can get these players in front of them, it, it's pretty structured. But but these are brief meetings, okay? It's it's not like you've got uh, three and a half hours with the Bears and then he's going to go spend a couple hours with Washington and New England. No, it, it, it's a these are you know short get to know you scratch the surface meetings the bears can bring caleb williams in on a top 30 visit right you can spend a lot of time you could spend 8 10 12 hours with them then the bears can travel uh to a pro day workout at usc assuming that caleb will take part in something like that they can take him out to dinner the night before the night of they can do uh zoom meetings with them like there's going to be hours and hours, I would imagine, of meetings where they get into a lot of stuff. And and so, at the combine next week in Indianapolis is just the the tip of the iceberg with that stuff for him and all the other prospects. I mean, this isn't something you're just doing with a guy you're thinking about taking near the top of the draft or at the top of the draft. I mean, you're if 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 you're looking at a uh, off the ball linebacker that you like as a day three pick. Guess what? You, you, you're gonna you're gonna want to try to get under the hood on that guy right. too. Uh, so it's it's just an exhaustive uh, process for these teams. Does everyone in Chicago basically un- believe that they will be drafting Caleb and uh, no. they they've given no. up on uh, Fields now? No, there's a there's a. Uh, quite a vocal uh, segment of Justin Fields uh, supporters that are, that are still out there. But um, I, I just, uh, you know, I don't see it guys like the, the tape for three years of him starting what 38 career starts. I mean, kind of is what it is. Um, let's acknowledge the fact that the current regime and coaching staff wasn't here when he was drafted. Let's look at the fact that he'd be going in the, uh, the fourth year of his rookie contract when they've got an opportunity to get a guy starting over on that, that the rookie um, clock, with, which I don't think is a huge element of it. To me, the biggest thing is the play. You know, what was the play like and where do you – what's the trajectory? Like, where do you see this headed? And, and find, find me a guy that's got 38 starts in the NFL of – you know, not real good, like kind of consistently mediocre. And I understand there are a lot of elements that went into that, and the quarterback's just one of 11 guys that's out there on offense. But find me an example of that guy with 38 starts who then just absolutely took off and became this franchise quarterback because that's a real – difficult search like it, it's really tough to find that guy it's sort of like a unicorn right have they any does i mean do your research at all have you found out what they may possibly be asking for if they were to try and trade uh field yeah, no, i know I, it'll be I, totally different from fields to somebody trying to move up to that first spot 
Oh yeah, yeah. I no, I I don't have anything concrete on that. I, t- to me, you've got you need to get somebody interested. You you really to to maximize a return, you almost need two teams involved, or you need to be able to create the illusion that two teams are involved, right? Yeah. You know because you you need to make the team that you have on the other line believe that there's an offer lurking from another team out there. I, I mean, I, I'd be awful surprised if they did better than a, like a late round two or, you know, late in round two, I might be a third round pick. I, I don't know. Like, I think it's fantasy land that they could get a first round pick for them. Uh, I just, I don't see well, that. Because the next I, team then also probably has to pay him. Well, you got to make or, a decision or at least pick the up the fifth year, year. right? Yeah, right. And and it, you know, if you trade a third, maybe you don't have to do that. Like it, it seems like a bridge quarterback move at that point. I, I just don't know. There's an awful lot of quarterbacks in this class, you know. So some team could be saying, "Well, do we do we want to go in on this, or do we like the idea of of taking um, a shot at a guy like a Bo Nix? Do, do we think?" we could be in position or get in position to get a J.J. McCarthy or a Drake May or, you know, whoever, Jaden Daniels. I I don't know. There's an awful lot of questions there. Um, But that's almost secondary to me. I I think, you know, the Bears do their homework. They find out which quarterback they like most, and, and they probably have to turn in a card with that guy's name on it. Hey, Brad, last one. Um because it, it sure seems like there's at least conventional wisdom of what will happen, and who the hell knows because things always get nuts. But the the one thing that I don't know if this was ever really reported or more just like some Yahoo on, on social media, the the Caleb Williams didn't want to play in Chicago. Have you guys have you guys dug into that? Is there any truth to that yeah, at all? Is that... I, I, I don't I don't think there's I don't think there's any truth to that okay. guys i, I, don't I really either. don't i i, I no, and i i do know this no one's been able to link that back to anything that's come out of caleb's mouth okay. and the, the bears are an interesting in an interesting position guys because just take take a look at them normally the team that has the number one pick has just an atrocious roster like you've you've played some exceptionally bad football to earn yourself the top pick in the draft. And the Bears were by no means great this past season, but you look at some of the pieces they have in place now and understand that that pick is coming from a team that earned it with atrocious play in the Carolina Panthers. And and there's some stuff in place that a guy like Caleb Williams could, could step into a position that's a lot better off than some other quarterbacks in the last 10 or 20 years have found uh, when they've gone number one in the draft, right? You talk about totally. DJ Moore, the wide receiver from Maryland. You got Cole Komet at tight end. You got a couple pieces that are solid on the offensive line. Pretty good and defense. They played, they, they played. They played really well defensively, uh, especially after the trade for Montez Sweat with uh, the Commanders. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you get to know Montez at all? I know it was a brief time. He's a really good dude. A little bit, yeah. Kind of quiet. Yep. Uh, yeah, he is that. He's kind of quiet, uh, pretty serious, uh, I think. Uh, but I'll, t- I'll tell you, the the biggest takeaway I had from seeing Montez Sweat 
uh, on a day-in and day-out basis for the second half of the season is he accomplished what the Bears hoped, and that's raising the level of play of the guys around him. He didn't just go out and play well. He played well, and the guys around him got better. And so I think now when you look at the contract that the Bears gave him after that trade was made, it it makes sense. I think think Tez is one of the best – Exterior pass rushers at running interior stunts in the NFL, and, and I think guys love that. I also like that kid Brisker a lot. The the DB, you know, yeah, Penn State, uh, Penn State product there, Jaquan Brisker. He's uh, and they've got a good corner in Jalen Johnson. Like yeah. I think he's probably going to get the franchise tag here in the next uh, and week and a half or so. But, Chicago's uh, a pretty cool have- city too. I think Caleb might be able to enjoy himself out there. I, I, listen, the way they've had quarterback play go in this city for decades and decades and decades if he can be uh 80% of what some people have kind of projected you know, uh, one day they they might uh you know name bridges and 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 put right. up a statue of the guy right hey Brad we appreciate you appreciate man. Seriously, you big Brad. thank you all right guys have a great weekend I great info. check with you later brother great info from Chicago you can follow Brad at Brad Big you know the phrase like when the gummy hits you know what's hitting right now? This tea. I feel like I'm coming back to life here. What do you think, Landfill? I sound sound great? Better? You Definitely don't, better. You're not back. Definitely better. No. You, you're at your normal spot. You know I don't like doing this. Might be finally time to go to the damn doctor. Yeah. Um, just going to the doctor, man. Stop being afraid. I'm not afraid. It just generally, they're like, oh, drink more fluids. All right, dude. I drink eight gallons of water a day. I wanted to share this, though, uh, from Kurt Warner. For everybody that is is locked in on a college prospect, uh, Kurt Warner, one of the most incredible careers, stories in NFL history. Um, I mean, everybody knows the story. He was in the Arena League. He was working at a grocery store. Eventually gets to the Rams. Eventually, Trent Green gets hurt. Kurt's the starter. <laughs> Puts together one of the most incredible offenses the NFL's ever seen wins a Super Bowl, gets to the Hall of Fame, now is an analyst. Um, I think Kurt has a pretty good perspective, and I certainly believe and trust his eyes on film stuff. Mm -hmm. Kurt Warner tweeted this out this morning, I think. Today the 23rd? Yeah, tweeted this out this morning. Said, I know many of you love college football, but as I start to dive into these college quarterbacks, it's hard for me to even watch. Very few play on schedule. The pass concepts are a mess most of the time. They run the same play over and over. A million bubble screens. Can't find many concepts that translate to the next level. And then people are asked to figure out how good they will be at the next level, which is nearly impossible in my mind. For me, C.J. Stroud is a great example. Obviously really good in college and at Ohio State runs more pro-style concepts than most, but they didn't ask him to process and get the ball out as quickly as he did last year in Houston. So I had no idea he would be so good at processing so fast. He's better in NFL than we got to see in college. But many times you just don't know until you know. Yeah. And I think that's vital to keep in mind as we're going to hear. But you know what, though? But Kirk is saying that. But he also has to understand the game is not played at the NFL level like it used to be played when he played. True. Hell, the best quarterback in the league right now, many people think would be the best ever. He plays exactly how they play in college. 
but it's still. But he, he does process. But I think ultimately you can look at these guys, although they do a lot of off-schedule stuff, and see how they're processing things. It's, it's, it's no longer drop back, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, plant, hitch, throw the football. It's now you drop back, oh, Lord, nobody's open. I got to find some time. And these guys are way more creative than the quarterbacks were in the past. Not saying better, I'm saying more creative. Well, there's a lot of evolution involved, right? Teams yeah. are running the ball less. They're they're running more trips. But they're also now, like, every time people think they've got it figured out, like, you're seeing more multi-tight end sets. Yeah. Like, the Chiefs were running not just 12, but 13 personnel a ton. You know what I mean? Like, the game continues to evolve. But I do think, I think one thing for Kurt, who's obvious, I mean, just so people understand this, a dude like Kurt Warner, when he sits down to watch a film, he's getting the actual coach's film. Like, yeah. he can reach out to North Carolina or LSU or Notre Dame or North Dakota, and they will send him the film. He probably doesn't even do it. There's probably somebody that does it for him, and it just gets uploaded to his iPad or his laptop, however he prefers to watch. Yeah. The people that are on Twitter that have watched YouTube highlights, you're not watching the same thing. So don't make your own determinations with some of this stuff. Yeah. I, and just let the process play out, man. The visits are going to be really important. I also here, – here's See, like, the thing about it, Jay, what I'm saying is somebody watching these guys that are scouts in the NFL right now has seen them and, and said something about them. Okay? And it has intrigued them so much that they are now saying who's the best and who should be this, that, and the other. Now you got to find out, does the guy just drop back? Like, I, I remember I say, like, I just tell you, quarterbacks get the ball, then they start reading the defense. Instead of reading the defense before, they get the ball snapped. Are these guys just waiting to get the ball in the hand, then just do backyard? Or do they have a, a, a whole method to their madness? I think when you start figuring that out, that's when the interviews come, when you ask them to draw some stuff on the board for you. Because I could probably tell you, listen, this player, this player is supposed to do this, this, and this. But they broke through the offensive line, so I had to de- uh, develop some time. And since I broke right, I knew the concept on the right side was so-and-so. So that's what I was looking at. I was reading those two. I didn't really care about the backside because I'm rolling right at that point because I've been taught not to throw the ball across my body. You know what I'm saying? Right. That type of thing will make a difference. But just watching the film and saying, oh, they do everything off schedule. Some of these coaches want that off schedule because, you know what, it opens up a lot more for them. Or they at least don't shut it down. Yeah. Um. Talking caps at 12.30 with Steve Wino. 1 o'clock, phone lines open. Ask Pimich anything. Don't go anywhere. All right, I just read something that's very interesting. I want to go around the room. You remember last year, last season anyway, there was a lot of talk about the Jets wanting to trade for Devontae Adams. Yeah. Especially when they still thought Rodgers was coming back. Clearly, Aaron Rodgers runs that entire organization. Now, there's a lot of people that still think the Jets are going to trade for Devontae Adams. The, Very possible. The compensation, Tony Pauline is saying what the compensation might be, right? The Jets have the 10th pick in the draft, as well as a third rounder, a pair of fourths, and a sixth. All the other stuff they gave away to get Rodgers. Mm-hmm. They also might get a couple comp picks. Sources with the Raiders say... The 
Vegas would not take a first and a third rounder for Devontae Adams. Number 10 and number 72. They would turn that down for Devontae Adams. Yeah. Would you? Number 10 uh, and number if, 72? If, if, if I'm in a position where your quarterback is running your team and he feels he got to have that guy, and I'm the team that you want the guy from, I'm asking for everything I could possibly get. I'll settle for it, but I'm going to ask for more. Devontae Adams is 31 years old. Um, subpar quarterback play. He still went for 1,100 yards last year, eight touchdowns. Two years ago in Vegas when they had, I guess they still had Derek Carr at that point, yep. went, went for 1,500 with 14 touchdowns. Devontae Adams is a fantastic football player, no doubt about that. Yeah, um, He's made all pro teams. He's made pro bowl teams. Landville, you turn it down 10 and 72? Hell no, that's crazy. It is a problem, though. If you turn it down and they come back with another offer, you can. Negotiation doesn't have nothing to do with what we think. It has a lot to do with what people are willing to give. Sure, but the Raiders apparently are demanding. I don't know how, how real all this is, right? But they want 10, 72, and first-round picks in 24 and 25. Three ones for Devontae Adams. That's banana land. It is. But you don't know what you can possibly get in difficult situations until you ask for it, right? Yeah. I mean, you got you to gotta try. Now, you always have something you're willing to, what you want, what you would really take. But I'm going to see how stupid you really are. But the difference is, I think we're seeing this more and more. You sure as hell see it in other sports. But we're seeing it more and more in the NFL. The player eventually might be like, no, I want to go there or I'm not playing. And then, like, you could try to leverage your position a still. lot, but but you still have to ask. You you can't just. What do you think is a reasonable trade here? Reasonable trade, they could probably get it first. I think a first and a third, yeah, is quite reasonable. I, I Adams is a baller, but you get the number ten overall and seventy two. I think that's an easy one. I, I think you you make that deal and everybody kind of moves forward. And then if you're the Raiders. If you're the Raiders, if you, just like if I'm an agent for you, if I don't try to get you top dollar, I'm not doing my job. If the Raiders are not going to try to ask for some ridiculous number, they're really not doing their job. I, I get that. But, like, what is the Raiders' current? I guess they got another year of Garoppolo, but there's no guarantees on that, right? If you're the Raiders, right now you're drafting 13. I would think quarterbacks would play there. But if you have 10 and 13 – Things get pretty damn interesting, man. Um, what else was interesting is apparently our boy Toby Altizer kicked Jeff's ass in Madden. And and I wanted to give Toby an opportunity to brag because we've heard from Jeff often about his Madden prowess. Toby, what was the score in the matchup against Jeff on Madden? Well, what do you think it was? I beat him by 23. <laughs> 23 touchdowns counts as an ass kick. Yeah, 45 to 22. 45 to 22. Now, Jeff, hey, Jeff been talking a lot of trash, though. Jeff, you can't lose like that. But now, is this Darius's famous it Madden it League? Yes. It's the franchise league. It, so are there 32 of you dorks that all come together? Correct. 32 Damn, dorks. JP? Yes, there are 32 <laughs> sharp-minded young men that comes together. 31 and Jeff. Uh, that, now that's Jeff. <laughs> that's Jeff. 
That's crazy. Well, here's Kobe. Jeff's problem, all right? He's trying to depend on Dak Prescott, so he wants to blame everything on Dak. We already know Dak throws a lot of picks. He threw me three. Patrick Mahomes had three touchdowns, no picks. Now, he ran it all over so me. So this was Chiefs-Cowboys. No, this Chiefs was Chiefs-Titans. You traded? Uh, listen. No, I'm, no, I'm no, not even going to try to explain Help all the free understand. agents. All right, all right, so look. With the franchise league, right, people, they build teams, they make trades, they build players. I inherited this team from a guy that was in the league, and he just let the roster go crazy. Like, it, it didn't build right. So that's the reason you lost? So No, I'm, I'm trying to build my team. This is my first season. I'm getting spanked, but it's cool because once I get my players in the correct, you know, Positions? Oh, it's going to be What's over. your thoughts on that, Toby? Here's the thing, B-Mitch. He wants to say, like, he's struggling passing, because I'll read you Dak Prescott. 8 of 18, 111 yards, three picks. 8 of 18? Here's the problem. He, he can, can't even say he doesn't have receivers. He's got Devontae Adams and Amari Cooper. He can oh. figure out a way to get them the ball. Oh, Now, now this is the thing. The problem is when, when Devontae Adams is running a 5 and in, and Dak throws it like he's running a, a seven-yard slant. But I thought Who it, controls I, I, the I throw? I thought in, in, in games yeah. today that the, the person with the control panel can, can make yeah. all this thing happen. You're okay. right so on, Jeff, B. Mitch. It's you, really. Okay, yeah. before, right you, before you try to bid, uh, B. Mitch. I'm just asking. This, this is not like, it's not like you're playing with Dak Prescott on the Cowboys. Like, I understand the all that. Really but what, I, what I'm picking up is that you're not you, very good at your, your game no, right now. What I'm, what I'm saying is, B-Mitch, in the franchise mode, my team is going to lose right now. But if I was playing with the actual teams. Hold on, B-Mitch. What do you think his record is yeah, right now? Yeah, let's, let's, ask, let's stop letting. <laughs> What's let's his record? Ha- let's ask some questions. What do you think his record is? How We're, many games uh, have won a game? What, what are we? Uh, he hadn't won a game. Correct. 0-15? Oh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Bro, you, you, I, hold on, Jeff. You're 0 and 15. Look, look, you're horrible. I'm Jeff. not the only one in the league whose record is like that. Yeah, the I, other dude I, didn't, didn't have an owner, so they were simming all the games. Look, ironically, now even before that, ironically, bro, my team is just horrible. Like that, that's all it is. Like, 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 bro. Toby was eat, like we're Toby, laughing I, at the. At, I if you think, seen the gameplay, the person with the control thing in his oh, 100%. head is, is right, horrible. This is how we're gonna handle this. This is how we're gonna handle this because you know we got some chatty, chatty oh, listeners. We have some chatty listeners, and I know Twitter and all this. Jeff, can, about I, can I just ask a few Anybody more questions? Anybody want to play me with regular teams? Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Put your money where <laughs> so your mouth is. What's the difference Jeff, in the franchise league? You're zero and you fifteen. You could just build the team differently, dude. The the difference is, I have. Five guys up front on the offensive line that Anthony Haney can run through and sack my quarterback five times. <laughs> <laughs> I have sound like excuses. I have, did me, you Jeff? not put I them have, together? No, I no. That's the one part I'll give him credit for. He inherited a bad team, but it's still not that bad. Like he was the he was the worst like in, in the division before I'm, I got. I'm going to ask you both to be quiet for a second. <laughs> Landfill. Yeah, you are the chief BS officer of the program. That correct? is correct. Um, has Jeff? For months and maybe years, I, I I tuned some of it out. I'll be honest, but some? for a long period of time, he says so much stuff. It's hard to keep track of it all. Correct. But Jeff has frequently told us about his video game prowess, how good he yeah. is, and how he be smoking people. He's good. That's and what that, he says. That's now, correct. But we're I've, finding out now, he had one game. Now, now, landfill. No, <laughs> boys, please be quiet. Landfill. We have since found out Jeff is zero and fifteen in his Madden league. Yep. So, so, so we're clear on this that he's played 15 games in this league. Not not three, not a small sample, not seven. 15 games 
and he hasn't won any of them. Dude, that's what I'm I'm hearing. I'm asking landfill questions. That's what I'm hearing. Now, does this record, 0-15, support his claim that he's good at the Madden video game? Uh, No, it does not. It does not. It does not. Now, Jeff, there are 32 people in this league. You're telling me another dude is 0-15? Bro, it's a couple teams that's either 0-1 or 1-1. Now, the people I know in this league include Toby and and Darius. Is there anybody else we know? Uh, Ant-Man is in it. Ant. What is Ant's record, Toby? Ant is, I believe he's 6-7. and seven? For those so, that don't know. Ant, Ant beat six Jeff, eight. too, right? No, he didn't even play me. Oh, he's going to beat you. <laughs> nah, not after this season, bro. Once I'm able to draft. This, hold on. Like I said, if anybody is feeling froggy, we could play with regular teams. I didn't already beat I didn't already blew a couple of our listeners out with regular teams on a regular. Okay, well, I got somebody that's going to play you with regular teams. Toby's going to play you with regular teams. We're not even playing competitive. We're Toby's going to play you with regular teams. I hear you still talking. I hear you still talking. Toby, we Toby's going to play you we with a regular play. team. Jeff, for, for once, dear God, you're 0-15. <laughs> Please stop telling us how good you are. You, you, you wouldn't understand, No, bro. Jeff, I can you, wrap you my head understand. around. You know, you, you You're wouldn't. an expansion team. 0-15 oh, is pretty easy to understand. Yeah. No, no. no. You're and, an expansion like, team. I get and that. And then it's crazy because, like, dude, my punter can't kick more than 30 yards. <laughs> uh, I had a chance, like, two weeks to, to win a game. I'm on the, I'm on the 15-yard line. And I kicked the ball correctly, right? Well, it hit the upright. Here's the thing. His next game is against Darius. Darius is better than me. Are you good, Toby? Uh, What's your record with the Chiefs? I would say, let me see what my record is. I think I'm 8-7. and seven. They got some ballers in this league. So if you're 8-7 and seven with the Chiefs and you told me you traded for... I have IU. Yeah, I have a really good team. So There's I, some pretty good players in this league. Who's the best? Like, is anybody undefeated? Dude, Dar- Darius won the Super Bowl last year. The Patriots dude is really good. I don't know. There's some really good players. Like, I'm 8-7, and and I'm like 11th in the AFC. Jeff, I'm asking Toby a question now. Okay, I'm going to turn my mic off. How much does the dude handling the – like, I used to play Madden, right? Some guys were just better, regardless of the teams. Some dudes are better at video games than others. Like, it is a skill. It is an acquired skill, video games. I understand that. How much of this league is determined by dudes that are just better – regardless of the team that's been put together. Oh, 100%. It's that way because the way you used to play Madden, you understand. Like, you can just be better. You might have a worse team, but you can just find ways to make it work because you understand the video game. So Jeff the new that, Madden that has even more controllable ways to make it work. Like, old Madden, it was like you hit B, you throw it to B. Now you can choose if you want to lob it in there. You can bullet it. Like, it's different ways. So, it's a totally different game. So, but... in other words, you're saying that Jeff sucks. <laughs> In a roundabout way, maybe. <laughs> hey, look, look, like I said, man. Jeff, y'all, y'all can have, you y'all can mentioned have, the 15 record. Y'all can have this laugh right now. I know. Well, last I time know we talked about fan. this same league, he was talking like he was the dude. No. He hadn't won a game. No, I wasn't. I know I wasn't talking like I was, wasn't the dude That's, because it, my team is if, if garbage. I may, like, if dude. I may, real quick, Jeff. Yeah. Um, I just got a text from Darius. Darius must be listening to the program. What did Darius say? Darius is, Toby, correct me if I'm wrong. Darius is defending Super Bowl champion. Correct. And Darius is the commissioner of the, the league, commission. I believe. Correct, yes. Um, Darius just texted me, Jeff is the only winless team in the league, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> so Jeff, Things must have you, changed. Jeff, Jeff, you've been talking about somebody else was losing. 
Bro. You are Owen. Dude. And, and you know what's crazy? Y'all just being brought to light about this. Every time I play a game, I say, yo, I got to get this guy. What do you think his uh, point differential team? is on the year? He's probably 120. On. Tell us what the. So he's 0 and 15. Correct. Who is the next worst team? 1 and 14. Is that Stallion's team? No. We're going to assign it to him. So Stallion's team is also <laughs> awful. He's 1 and 14. What is the point differential of that team? Negative uh, 172. Oh, damn. Jeff is like negative. No, no, no. Jeff is worse than that? Yeah. Negative no. 200. Minus 312. Oh, oh my you God. You suck, Jeff. Bro. You yeah. suck. <laughs> Yo. Yo, listen, listen, listen. That's listen. worse than 0-15. Listen, JP, JP. All right, let me tell you my linebacker situation, right? Picture me playing for the Buffalo Bills right now. Do you have a right? helmet? I have a helmet. No, matter of fact, picture me playing for the Commanders right now. If I was to go out there, what would happen? I would get routed up every time. People would just run past me, right? Dude, that's literally what happens. Like, but, my, but uh, Toby, but what's, Toby. what's your skill level that you've been talking about? You have a skill level with the regular team. Like, regular yeah. Day. What's your skill level? There? Oh, oh, with my regular team, I'm, I'm not. I no, no, no I'm saying, up. is it, is it just because your team is good, or you have any skill? Because no, obviously, I, what you're telling me, everything is resting on you having a bad team. Your skill must suck too. No, if you can't bro, make that I, happen, I, you, you it gotta can't understand, be great, Jeff. You gotta understand this game, bro. Like, Listen, you can it, keep <laughs> telling us that. Darius is now sending me statistics. We <laughs> all understand. Zero and fifteen is bad. Yo, zero and fifteen is bad. Minus three twelve is oh, way worse. God. How about this, Man. B? Because we talked about this yesterday. Uh-huh. With the Wizards, <laughs> that they're averaging a loss, right? Mm-hmm. The, Jeff's team, thank you, Darius, for sending me this information. Jeff's team, how many points per game do you think they're scoring? <laughs> uh, they're scoring, I would say, six points a game. This is video games. They're scoring 15 points per 15. game. How many points per game do you think they're giving up? Well, it was like he gave up 300 and something points. He's giving up about 45 a game. He's given up 35. <laughs> On average, <laughs> Jeff is losing 35 to 15. Man, is that you good, horrible, Landfill? You are That's horrible. terrible. Landfill, let me ask you another question. You know what? On average, Jeff is losing 35 to 15. Yep. Is there something I need to understand about the game? Nope. That's just awful. I understand that he sucks. Hey. <laughs> and look, There's you, no context you can place that in that makes it sound good. It's terrible. When you terrible. got a bunch of me's playing linebacker and you got people with Teams that got 99 overall running backs and 99 overall wide receivers. What do you it's mean? It's going to happen. They got a bunch of Jeffs. You can hit a fastball from a major maker. I'm going to ask you a question. This is not helping your case. All right, Darius. That's yeah, JP. It's so bad Darius, right now. <laughs> hold on. You're Darius. Okay. Y'all take that same team. Can you win a game? Probably, yeah. At least one game, yeah. No. Wow. Heck no. Oh, and yes. Darius would even Here's tell you. Here's the problem. I played he wants to the complain. Hard, I you also call the plays, b Yeah, you, you call also plays, call the plays. Jeff. So, like, I, mean, I understand. I throw a lot of picks. And I run the ball. suck too, Jeff. Bro, look. I can't even. My man, look. <laughs> my team sucks so bad. If I try to run a screen right now, I would literally have to scramble 10 yards back just so my guy could get off the screen. Hold on, hold on. How, what Are do you, you playing Darius next? Overall yes, is, I play, play Darius next. Can we set up a Yeah, what's the line? We need a point spread. Overall. What's the line for the Darius-Jeff game? 
Because Jeff is averaging a oh, loss it's like by 20 minus points. 25 and, then, and a half. Hold on, hold on. And then no, everybody's team, everybody's team, <laughs> offense, hold offense, on. defense, Jeff, overall is please 90 and up. I'm stop the only making one excuses. His, his team is an 89? 89. Yeah, 89 that's overall. What, what is your behind. team? 93. That is not a delta of 0 and 15 That's, that's not, that's not 20 points. <sighs> Y'all don't get it, man. I'm not even going to keep trying to explain, bro. Toby, let me ask this. Anybody want that smoke and get me? A scale of 1 to 10. A scale, 10 being the greatest ninja, whoever's the best video yeah. game player in yeah. the world, right? Um, Scale of 1 to 10, where does Darius land on that? Darius is probably like a 7. Where are you? I'm probably like a 6. Where is Jeff? Three. Not on a scale. Zero. A three. <laughs> Landville says zero. He's a zero. I mean, he zero. hadn't won a game, and he's losing by 20. Come on, how you going to give him a three? He's probably a okay, one. Okay, guys. Point two. So now Toby have to see me in regular mode. You can't be higher on the scale than you have number of wins. <laughs> if you have zero wins, you're a zero. When we come back, we're talking Caps hockey. They won three in a row. <laughs> be Mr. Philly, 1067 the fan. We mentioned Philly. So it's brought to you by Rude HVAC Equipment. Head to overtherude.com to find you a contractor near you and also available tax credits and rebates. That's R-U-U-D. And remember, if it ain't rude, it ain't right. Also, this is a Vodka Red Bull Friday. Damn it's right it is. It's by Scott, Scotty's Handcrafted Vodka. Scotty's Vodka is Maryland made, amazingly smooth, and love. Throughout the DMV. So they are totally opposite of Jeff. He's not smooth. He's uh, horrible. I mean, listen, I have never watched video games. But I will stream, watch the next one. But I'm watching Darius, Jeff. I am watching that. I am going to. You know what? Maybe the ultimate zag. What's that? You know how I like to zag when it you comes to betting. Take Jeff? If I'm getting 30 points, maybe I take Jeff. Maybe I have to book everybody's action because I think everybody in the world is going to bet on Darius. In it, yeah, I'll take Darius. Let's I'll take t- a win by forty-five. Let's talk about somebody that's actually winning. That would be the Washington Capitals. Yes, somebody that, straight, baby. Somebody that knows the Caps is our boy Steve Wino, who's in an Uber, and we may not be able to talk to him yet. Wino, are you good or no? I, I am good. Can you, can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah, we got yeah, you. we got you. Okay. Um, thank you for making time for us. I know you're busy. I know you're traveling. Um, Caps have now won three in a row. Ovi scoring. Connor McMichael is finally kind of delivering on the hype, I would say. What is going so right for the Caps? You know what, JP? A lot of it is, is look, a lot of the, the, the bad luck they were having and the bad tough bounces they were getting earlier in the season is kind of coming back to them. There's a, a, a real significant change in the way this team is playing lately, and they're getting the puck and they're getting themselves to the net. And, and it's like, if, if, you, if, you wanna, if you want bread, go to, go to the bakery. If you want goals, you go to the net. And, and that's what they're doing now, and it's a concerted effort from Central Carberry and the coaching staff to put more pucks on net, to put more bodies toward the net, and it's working. And in a combination of that and getting kind of really good goaltending from Charlie Lindgren and from Darcy Kemper, and it's adding up to win. Can we get excited right now here, Steve? Wineasy, you all right? Still here, yeah. Okay. I was like, can we get a little excited now because of what's going on? You you can get excited if they win four out of the next five games after this road trip. They're they're playing Ottawa, Detroit, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, and Arizona. And those are as our colleague Ben Raby likes to say, auto win games. 
so I, I think there's an excitement level that if they don't, if they don't fall apart during the season, if they win these games, that yes, I, you're going to be at that point. If they win four out of the five, even three out of those five games, especially against Detroit, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia teams, they're they're in the race with. Uh, that, that that's when you can get excited because the trade deadline is March 8th, and it's really going to decide what Brian McClellan does between now and then. Okay, so they've won three in a row, and they've played Boston really well this year. So now they've got – they're on the road in Florida, home against Ottawa, at Detroit, home against the Flyers, home against the Coyotes. You're saying they got to win four of those five, and then they're really back in this thing. I'm looking right now. They're fourth in the Metro now. Dude, I swear last week they were like seventh in the Metro. Um, if the season ended today, though, there's still five points behind the Lightning for the last wild card spot, correct? Yes, there they are. And, that, and that's why it's so hard, especially with the way the NHL point structure works. It's hard to, to make up ground. It's hard to pass teams. It really is. Because you have so many games going to overtime and three-point games that even when you win three in a row, it's hard to make up a lot of ground. Which is why I, I say, look, if they win really seven out of eight during or seven out of nine during the stretch, because look, Florida is playing really well right now, and you can't expect them to go into the Panthers and win a game. If Charlie Lindgren steals a game there, that's a different story. But if, if you, they need to put together weeks of success, not one week of success, to get back in the race. Okay, so who is like who can they catch? Is it the wild card? I'm looking at Tampa and Detroit, or are they trying to catch Philly? Because Philly's only that, seven games up, seven points up in the division. Yeah, the, the good news is you have those three spots, and I, and I think the Capitals will get in, will take getting in at any point. Uh, and and because look, we saw Florida last year as the eighth seed in the East go all the way to the Stanley Cup final, uh, push Vegas to, to five games uh, in that series, but. You, you, you have those three options, and you don't know whether Detroit or Philadelphia or, or, or even Tampa are going to fall apart. And you also, unfortunately, you have the, the New York Islanders and the New, York, New Jersey Devils in your same division also competing for, for those spots. But there, you probably have five or six teams for three playoff spots. And, and if you think the Flyers, without Carter Hart and, and maybe making some, some trades of, of their own uh, as sellers at the deadline, might kind of fall back, there are, there are places the Capitals can catch. Dude, when is the trade deadline? Has it always been this? I mean, they have fewer than 30 games left. Like, has the trade deadline always been this late in the calendar? It used to be later, JP. Like, it actually used to be with two, instead of being with uh, six weeks left in the season, with a month left in the season, and they moved it up. Uh, And now there's actually talk, uh, Nathan McKinnon and and, and Rick Tocchet have talked about this recently, of maybe moving it up to being now, essentially, because it it is a late trade deadline, way later than than, than the NBA. So it is now two weeks from today. Wow, that's crazy. Um, All right, so talking with our friend Steve Wino, you can give him a follow at S-Wino, W-H-Y-N-O. Are you headed to Miami for the Caps game, or do you have a fun trip planned? I, I have a fun trip in 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 Florida, but not for not not because of the cap. Okay, good. Enjoy yourself. Get some sunshine. Um, for a lot of the season, the Caps weren't playing well, and frankly, Ovi wasn't playing well. Then, Ovi started playing well, but the Caps weren't winning. Now we've gotten to a spot in the last week where the Caps are winning and Ovi scoring still. Um, can Ovi continue the pace, and is that the driver of this thing, or is it some of these younger guys, McMichael particularly? But like, are are we seeing not just the greatness of Ovi that we've become accustomed to, but like what the future might look like? 
Absolutely. And, and I think we saw a little bit what the future was, was like when Alex Ovechkin was injured and out of the lineup, that you need guys like Alexi Protis and Connor McMichael and Hendricks LaPierre. to. And, and look, Evgeny Kuznetsov is out in the player assistance program right now, and he may never play another game for this team. And, and the Capitals are doing this without him, almost an addition by subtraction sort of situation. But we're seeing a bit of, of the future because Connor McMichael has to be a, a top six center in this league for this team to continue contending uh, in the kind of the post-Ovechkin era and those sort of things. We're, we're certainly seeing some of the best hockey Alex Ovechkin's played in a long time, but beyond the, the Ovechkin years, he's 38 years old. He's not going to play forever. Uh, he's going to try to catch this Wayne Gretzky record, but he's not going to play forever. The Capitals need those kind of players to take that next step from being complementary pieces in their lineup to being some of the leaders, leaders on the ice. So to the OV point, I want to ask specific about the chase, right? But what is this like? I mean, it, it's funny. You mentioned Kuzi's out in whatever that's called. Backstrom's out probably forever, but it's kind of nebulous. Like, what does this team look like three years from now? Is, is it like the Connor McMichael show? Are there more kids developing that, that we should be excited about? Like, how long does Willie hold on? Oshie got hurt last night, but tweeted out he's okay. Like, where does this head next? I, I think Ryan Leonard is, is the guy you need to look at in the future. He's playing at Boston College. He was their first-round pick, uh, eighth overall last year, and he's a monster. I, I, fans are going to love watching this kid play, uh, kind of a physical player, but also can, can put the puck in the net and has a lot of talent. Big kid. Uh, Ivan Mirjashenko was their first-round pick the previous year uh, in Hershey right now, also a, kind of a piece of the future. And, look, they, they need to draft well. This, the Capitals and Brian McClellan certainly need to, to hit on first-round picks the next couple of years so that there's not as big a gap between the Ovechkin contending years and whatever the next era of, of contention is with this team. But I, I see four years from now, Tom Wilson with a C on his chest as the captain in the face of the franchise, and, cool. and, and you start to see Ryan Leonard and, and, and Mir Shashenko and these guys coming up. Okay. Um, now, specific to Ovi, Alex Ovechkin now 16 goals on the season, 838 in his career. What are you projecting? How does this thing look going forward chasing Gretzky? It looks way better than it looked three weeks ago. I'll tell it's you that. It's crazy. And, and it's unreal. He, he went from having eight goals through the first 40-plus games of the season to having eight goals in eight games. He doubled his season total over a stretch of eight games. And so is he going to be on a goal-a-game pace the rest of the season? Probably not. But the, the idea of him now getting to 25 goals Maybe 30, I think 30 is still a little bit of a stretch, but he was on pace for under 20 goals for a long time. And, and really, it's diminishing returns, right? You're not going to score the same amount of goals at age 39 and 40 as you did at 36, 37. So to get to Wayne Gretzky, to get to 894, 895 would be breaking the record. He probably needs to score 25 this year. And then you're, you're hoping he scores 25 next year. And then there's one more year on the contract after that. And if he's sitting at 880, I can't imagine he's going to walk away being that close. Uh, I, right now, I've been saying it's probably a 50-50 chance of, of him getting there. It's probably still a 50-50 chance of him getting there. Does this uh, winning streak here change their minds as it comes to the trade deadline, becoming more buyers instead of sellers? Brian, that's, that's an, an, an intriguing question. And, and basically the, the million-dollar question facing this team, Brian McClellan, right now is, there was a, a point last year where they got blown out in that outdoor game in Raleigh, and it, was, it made Brian McClellan's mind up, we're going to sell. This team isn't it this year. And there could be a loss like that coming up that makes the decision easier to, to, to move on from certain players. Anthony Mantha, Max Pacioretty are, are, are pending free agents. Nick Dowd, uh, who was injured the other night, but is signed through next year and could get them a first-round pick. 
that, that, that it could make the decision of if they're in it by, by March 7th, uh, they play the, 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 the Penguins on, on the night of March 7th, that that changes what Brian McClellan does. If you can get in with, with this group, there's nobody in the Eastern Conference who scares you that much. They played well against the Rangers. They played really well against the Devils. Uh, I, I do think that this next stretch between now and, and through that, that Penguins game will be gigantic for kind of what Brian McClellan's thinking. Wow. Uh, it's fun to at least have hot, relevant hockey. You know what I mean? Like, it was going pretty rough for a while there, and it's just like kind of a drag. Now I throw it on. And it's just, it's been exciting to see them score, finish. I'll definitely be watching tomorrow night. They play the Panthers at 6 o'clock. Um, why no, last one. I don't want to put you on the spot with your reporting here. I, I believe, but I have not confirmed, that Nick Dowd was sitting in front of me at Paw Patrol Live last month, earlier this month, at Eagle Bank Arena. Can you confirm or deny that? I, I, I cannot I cannot confirm or deny that, but I, I believe you're I believe you're reporting in the situation. Does he have young children? Do you know? <laughs> he, he does. He does. Be- so that it would, it would certainly make sense for Nick Dowd and yourself to be at Paw Patrol. Well, and we were both in monumental seats, which leads me to believe that it was Nick Dowd. Didn't want to bother him as he was dealing with his kids. I was dealing with my kids, but I can report, Brian, confirmed. If the dude in front of me at Paw Patrol Live was Nick Dowd, that's a solidly built fella. <laughs> All right, gotcha. Is that accurate? Why no? Yeah, yes, and, and as long as he is not traded before the next time I see him, I will I will ask Nick out if he was indeed at Paw Patrol. Thank you for getting to the bottom of what is clearly one of the most important stories in the DMV. Uh, Why no? Thank you for your time, bro. Take care, I hope you have a great weekend. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. All right, bro. Uh, that's our boy Steve Wino. Give him a follow at S Wino W H Y N O. When we come back, you'll hear from Daryl Tap. Commander's new defensive line coach and a hometown kid. Brian Mitchell here, and I always demand excellence whether I'm on or off the field. And if your HVAC system isn't cutting it, it's time for you to reach out to my friends over at Rude. Thanks to the IRA Act, you can snag up to $2,000 in tax credits for qualifying heat pump systems. And Maryland residents, there are extra rebates on Rude equipment just for you. Personally, I have three Rude 18-seer inverter heat pumps powering my home, and it's a total game-changer. So head to Rude.com. That's R-U-U-D.com and see for yourself. Elevate your comfort this winter with Rude. If it ain't Rude, it ain't right. You motherfucker. Hold on, we're up. <laughs> B. Mitch and Finley, 106.7 The Fan. Uh, we have a celebrity here. Um, not only a celebrity, but a doctor. If you ever on an airplane and somebody's like, is there a doctor? We got one. Hello, Doc. Mr. How do you Doc do? Walker. I'm not a physician. Uh, Did you still sleep at the Holiday Inn Express? As, Absolutely. As far as I know, you are. No, I, listen. All, you're, you're, all a clinical, aside, you're a You're a mental health. I'm a regular listener. And today, you guys went after my boy, Jeffrey. As you guys do, and it really, that's what one we of love the, him. the things about keeps your listeners engaged. <laughs> it's not all about the X's and O's. It's about things that my, my favorite moments in my life or at lunch in elementary school. Uh-huh. You know, when you went to lunch, and you it's, said, it's, it's going in time. It's the break. When yeah, you, that's yeah. the thing before internet, before social media. It was lunch. And whoever had the most engaged, you guys, today, <laughs> poor Jeff. Jeff's a good dude. He's a good person. We love him. Listen, Doc, nobody disputes that. I love Jeff. Jeff Jeff's is, a good dude. Jeff is my brother. J-Dog's forever. Man. But do you think Jeff is a good dude, a good person? 
considering the statistics you've been informed upon, do you think Jeff is good at Madden? Not person? No. no clearly. No. Not. <laughs> and, and he has your last name. But you got to tell But that's truth, one right? of the reasons why he's blood. We're family, see? So I know when I see him, from the first time I saw him over in, in Maryland, through that glass, I said, somewhere wrong throughout the line, we were engaged. We, 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 there's a bloodline. Uh-huh. So I got to do everything I can. To help him out. To help him out. Yeah. And um, then when but you he, work with him. But he told us how good he was. Oh, no, he's time. the best now. But we everything. Seen, he ain't the only guy like that. It's a generational thing. <laughs> I work with another young man here in his age group that claims that he is the cat's meow. Well, he was in a one-on-one basketball game with a guy that he has a size advantage over. And was tired after two minutes. He couldn't breathe. <laughs> he couldn't breathe. <laughs> Oh, you know, you know who was worse than that though? They indicate Mr. nobody worse. Frederick Smoot. Oh, at basketball. Fred Smoot played against Logan Paulson. And who? And after about two or three minutes, he sat down. He said he couldn't breathe. Wow. Fred, a skinny dude. He he sat down, dude. But you didn't expect Fred to finish the whole thing out. I did. Oh. No, you didn't. I did. No, you did. You oh, expected yes, Fred did. to entertain as you. As much trash as he talked, oh, I he's expected him to do something. Instead of. Frederick the Entertainer, to me, is Fred the Entertainer. <laughs> All right. Um, so, just so we're clear, Doc, you think Jeff is bad at Madden, right? I don't think Jeff's finest moment is with a gamer controller in his hand. I think he's a DJ by trade. He's an entertainer with he's a microphone. He's very good at that. He's excellent. Yeah, I'll I've been in several I'll of his gigs. Like I would, too. I would, Nothing too. Nothing else. Um, Doc, can I ask you a real one? Yeah, absolutely. Do you have a definitive feel around the quarterback you want Washington to take? No. What do you say to If the, I had to pick one, I know who I'd pick. Daniels? Kid out of Louisiana State University. Sure. But, like, how much is to be learned next week and over the next six weeks? Very little. Really? To me, because every if I take history, I know we don't like to do this. But history already shows us that most people there have very little idea what they're doing. They just hope for the best. Because you can't measure what a man's going to do after he's been fed and Mm. been pampered. Mm. He's no longer hungry. And you're starting to kiss his behind. Now what are you going to do? We don't know. And then most of the staffs that inherit these kids are incompetent. So you usually leave the best coach you've ever had and you go to a guy that's now coaching you that was a friend of the head coach who don't know what he's doing. So you got to get lucky and inherit a good staff. I think we have a really good staff here now. So whomever we get, I think they'd be trained properly, if that matters. Uh, the training is what I, what I care about. Yeah, I've said it for years to where you need to have full support mm-hmm. and have somebody who knows how to come in and get the best out of a player. That has been a problem for a while. And now I think we got the right people in place to get it done. He says it. He he, he tells you guys every day. And I know sometimes hard to, to, to understand it because so few people have been in that locker room and been on that field and had somebody yell at them that you know don't know what the hell he's yelling about. But yet he had to try to follow it. Sure. And then finally he ran into maybe three really good people that were coaching his position his art, even though he'd never done what he ended up doing in the pros in college. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. 
This is all make-believe. And you just got to hope you get lucky. Otherwise, how do you describe him? Unicorn. You can't describe him. That's my whole point. Um, can I ask you just, just one more thing here? Hey, man, I work for you guys. Rick Doc Walker joining us. There's a doctor in the building. So Russell's gone. Oh, that's it. I kept wondering, how do I get this airtime today? Uh, okay. No, you. No, we, that's okay. Russell's not here. I believe we put you on every time you're here. I don't think so. But that's okay. Well, you're welcome anytime. But here's my question. Doc, um, do you know Darius? Are you familiar with Darius? He's, he's an outstanding young man <clears throat> that works in the same aquarium that uh, Landfill and Master Walker work in. Sure, and he's got great hair. I like Darius's hair. The whole whole thing about Darius is impressive. He frequently wears a Captain America t-shirt. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And, worthy, and he's pretty good in, as a, in spelling bee. And he's really good in game. He's a he's game really show good guy. He's really good at Madden, too. Yeah. Oh, no. He's a Madden commissioner. Unlike somebody else we know. Well. So, so he is the commissioner of the league. Okay. And apparently the next game is Jeff versus Darius. Now, I know you're not a gambler, but Landfill has set a point spread for this matchup. Jeff is losing on average by 20 points. Okay. But Landfill has established the spread for Jeff versus Darius. At 30. Darius minus 29 and a half. Are you willing to lay 30? On Darius Dameron against Jeff Walker. I will. Wow. <laughs> Jeff, everybody's going to bet on them. Everybody's going to bet on Darius. My crazy ass might end up having to bet on you. I bet on my team, bro. Like, I, I'm telling you, we are that bad. Like, Not a lot of confidence in the young man. Well, he's telling the truth. Like, it's not, <laughs> it's not my skill. It's my team. But Phone lines open whatever. next. Ask B. Mitch, anything, 800-636-1067, 800-636-1067. Doc. Hey, man, anytime I can fill in for the rooster. People can ask anytime you questions. Anytime I can fill in. Oh, no, no, no. I've got uh, three hours down the road. Of show prep to do? Yeah, Look, and, and get ready for a show, yeah. But I appreciate y'all. Love y'all. We Keep love doing what doc. you do, man. Appreciate uh, it. Also, right. salary cap information just released by the NFL. Don't go anywhere. Scotty's Vaga Red Bull Friday, baby. Denton Day's eating some Popeyes. Toby's back to cause more trouble. Toby and Denton both walked in and talked about Jeff. Two of America's most wanted in the same Father Duncan place at the same is, Father Duncan time. Is Denton in the league too? Denton's upset with you for telling him to shave his head because he's bald. Ah, oh, he need to just stop holding on. He claims he's got more hair than you give him credit for. Uh, but it all seems to be running away. Listen, take it up with Denton, man. I'm Not just me. saying. Um, it is time for Ask B. Mitch Anything. Oh, Denton's back. Denton, you can ask B a question if you want. Why, why is he having a hood on? Oh, Denton got that old colleague just like I had for a long time. He just, I have Denton. a hood on because my head is cold and God did not bless me with great genetics. But you've said that you're offended by B. Mitch saying you're bald and you need to embrace it. I didn't say I was offended by B. Mitch saying I was bald. I said I still have enough hair to justify keeping at least some of it. There's just one really big spot. Where there's not a lot of hair. That one right here? Yeah, that one right there. Yeah, and it keeps and then, growing. Then the, which you is got, not very you got nice. the mother two like going in the backyard. Yeah. Like so you, listen, if like you're trying to run, like you're running the race on the side of the house. A guy like me, my forehead is growing. I'm also 42, but I'm I'm strong on the back. If you're fighting a two fronted battle, you're cooked. If it's they're coming, coming over, brother. If yeah, just hey, 
Come on over, dog. But I, I like. I, we I got still a spot think for you. I still think there's room for the buzz cut look for at least a, another no, until no, I'm no, thirty. No, no, no. How old are, How are you? you now? I turned twenty nine in like two months. Nah, you may as well let that go, dog. Yeah, let it go, brother. Yeah, you look like you look like uh, Emmett Thomas at the back, like you got a stadium I don't know going who on. Thomas. He's a, a Hall of Famer, played for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, like he got a stadium back here. You got you about to have an open. Uh, open I'll stadium. take a stadium. We can you got the stadium. Dallas Cowboy going on in the back of the head. Right? <laughs> Denton, <laughs> since you've been insulted for a few minutes here, would you do you have a question to get ask B Mitch anything started? No, I do not. I didn't know you guys were. Do- I was not prepared. I just walked into a barrage of insults. But because you're That's putting what me most on the of spot, our guests get. there's a yeah. lot of that going on around. Yeah. Today. There's a lot of that going on today. <laughs> How much would you play Jeff in golf before? Yeah. How much would you beat him by in Madden? I don't play Madden. Never played it. That, I think, further makes the question better because you'd still probably beat him despite the fact that you don't play Madden. <laughs> I, I'll say this in Jeff's defense. I am – Jeff would beat me in Madden. He'd beat me. Yeah. I don't, I, I've never played Madden. I, have, I don't even know what the current systems are. Xbox 15? Yeah, what, what they play what playing on these days? Like Xbox S or something and PS5? Nah. The last PS I've played, pause, is – PS2. You've been pausing yeah, a lot. I mean, not, not much has day. changed. Like, the buttons are still the same. They just look sleeker, and there's been, like, more stuff I added. Just, to- I like doing stuff outside and getting away. I don't like to sit down and no inside playing no games. Let's get to these callers, because we got B's at 130. Thank you, Denton. Good luck with the baldness. Uh, <laughs> Willie is in. <laughs> Willie, I've never, I have no idea what this says. Willie is apparently in Boyus, Maryland. I've never heard of Boyus, Maryland. Hello, Willie. Where are you? <laughs> Hey man, boys, B O Y D S. That's right, boys. That, that's what I guessed. But it's B O B O Y E S. B O Y E S. D S. Boys. D S. D D S. Boys. Got it. Ask B something. Hey, first of all, I, I called him before I told Brian Mitchell, ain't nobody fried turkeys until he got it. But anyway, appreciate it. Look, Brian, my my thing is, I'm I'm a Jordan Poole fan, I and mean, I watch Golden State, you know, through their championships and everything. However, when do you think when when on Jamon Green punched him in the face, they never checked him for a concussion because th- this guy hasn't been the same since. And the same like when Antonio Brown got hit hit across the middle, and he hasn't been the same. He wasn't the same after that hit. What do you think? Antonio was a little crazy before that hit, but uh, he, he he. I guess that was the reason that people started giving him that excuse there, but. Uh, when Draymond hit him, I don't know if they checked him for a concussion or not. They probably should have. But I think Jordan has been the guy who basically, once he's on the court, he's going he's gonna to pull up from everywhere. And he's doing the same thing here. But he had big brothers in uh, Golden State where when he came in, he could do it for a little bit. They pulled him off, and then they went back in. He's the lead show now. And uh, I think that's the biggest problem for him where he don't have those dudes to back him up or come and fix what he messes up. Thank you for the call, Willie. Um, Let's go to Brian in Chantilly, who may or may not be you. Brian. I don't live in Chantilly. Brian in Chantilly, ask B. Mitch a question. Hey, uh, my question is this. If you're having a party and money's not an issue, which musical act from the 90s are you going to have perform? Which musical act from the 90s? Wow. Ooh, I like this one. Oh, that's a good one there. Well, I think your your one seed would be Prince. Can he get Prince or is that the Prince like... dead, man? Well, 
any po- any group or band that was popular in the '90s, living or dead, you can you okay, can resurrect well, them from the dead it, for this the, one night. I, I would take uh, Prince and and I have my little who I want the person to, to come on and for them in the beginning. It's gonna be Run DMC. Wow, nice. That's a good party. Yep. Um, for me, especially if we could pick somebody that's dead, that's a good one, dude. Yeah, but Prince is my guy. And, you know, Prince going to have all the ladies want to see him. Yeah. Run DMC going to get him right, you know, and then we, we, it's going to be a good party. Uh, I'm going Nas and Wu-Tang. Oh, hey, now, you well, can't I, miss me with I that think, I think Wu-Tang's still touring. I think you can still go see them if you want. Um, we say from the 90s, we just wanted to do it like that, but I'll take Nas and Wu-Tang as well. If I could get dead people, it, I, I might do a, a double header, a triple header, Beasties, Nirvana, and Tribe with Fife, who is now gone. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be a hell that of That is a good part. I- I want to go to that party more than B. Mitch's party. Sorry, buddy. Hey, that's Brian. cool. Appreciate you, buddy. But don't worry, Brian. I'm going to have a lot of ladies at my party. I know, we know how you operate. <laughs> Our boy Drew Cohen calling from the Eastern Shore. What up, Drew? What up, Drew? Hey, guys. I'm actually down in Florida, and I uh, I need some uh, inspiration from B. Mitch. I just walked up to the, uh, the Tiki Bar here, and it's Friday afternoon, and I need a, a help with picking my drink. What would you be drinking at the Tiki Bar, C-Mitch? <laughs> hey, I'm, I, I, since they don't have Scotty's down there in Florida, I probably have some Tito's and uh, soda. I, my, I don't drink. I don't drink fruity drinks. Now, Drew, I will allow myself one pina colada with a Myers floater. But, That's what I'd go with. But it's a, it's a what's it called? A Miami Vice, I think they call it. Yeah, with the strawberry. The strawberry in there too. Put a little strawberry in the pina colada. That's cool. I see a lot of people drinking that. That's good, and you would you would but add an extra shot as opposed to the one fifty one. Huh? Add an extra shot, yeah. Okay, thank you, Drew. All Have right, fun, guys. buddy. Well, that's helpful. I'm, I'm, that's my next drink up. All right, bro. Thanks, bro. Yeah, you gotta always add extra shot because those things are a little sweet. Uh, Jason is in Bethesda. Jason, ask me much anything. Yeah, hey guys, this is a question. I guess for both of you, I'm not sure if it's something you can talk about, but uh, I found it very frustrating last year not having any cable TV coverage of a. Uh, pre- and post-game show on the Commanders. Uh, uh-huh. Is there any action that you know of for, uh, like, Monumental Sports or one of the cable channels to air a pre-game, post-game show on TV? I know there was stuff being broadcasted on the Internet, but there wasn't anything on TV to watch in terms of Commanders coverage locally on uh, game days. I was wondering if there's any talks for that to change. This Not season. that I know of, so I think you know, it, there's nothing out there, and yeah, I'm I, sure that if they don't, there'll be the other stuff that we had last year will be back on there again. Yeah, man, not that I know of either. Um, you can watch B on YouTube or you can listen to Doc. Uh, Jeff, what are you telling me? But thank you for the call, Jason. Um, ooh, now I see it. The glory hole. Jera on line one. Hello, Jera. How do you do? Yeah, I'm doing fine. Uh, listen, uh, did a little quick statement to Denton. When you start looking like Charles Lefty Drizelle at 29, it's time to let that head shine. But listen, uh, Walker, Jeff Walker, I got a question for you. Who gave you permission to use that Prescott with them kind of numbers? Trust me, I didn't want to use them. I've been trying to trade them since I got them. Well, well, listen, there's a, a cease and dismiss order right now, and you owe him $5,000 for name and likeness, you dumbass. And if you no, don't pay no, it, the, if the you Cowboys. don't pay it, 
Oh, America for scamming. It, hey, <laughs> shut up for a minute. If you don't pay it, we're not going to, uh, what do you call it, uh, lock your wheels up like you get when you get all your parking tickets. We're going to put a boot on your ass. How about that? You'll hey, be just like Lance. Jared, why are you so upset to today? Jared is on you, dog. Jared, is something wrong? You seem very upset. No, I, I mean, he, he had numbers 8 for 18, 4 interceptions. <laughs> Jared, Jared. Dak does that in real life. What are you talking about? Yeah, he does. He's been doing Not that like since that. you had him. No, that's <laughs> when, what when you did, When did Dak do something good for y'all past week 17, Jared? Yo, I tell you what, in Jared's defense, Dak is always very good weeks JP, 1 through 6. JP, whose side are you on? Weeks 1 through 6, <laughs> Dak is fantastic. JP. I work with you, bro. You You're taking Jared's side, a, a Cowboys fan side? Je- Jeff, if you listen to what I'm saying, I'm definitely he, he not don't taking li- his He doesn't side. do that very well. He doesn't do that very well. Je- uh, Jarrah, uh, what do you have planned for the weekend? Multiple women and Johnny Walker Blue? Uh, maybe. That sounds like a plan, uh, JP. That sounds like a damn plan. Um, you won't have it, but I might. That, that's hey, you true. all have a great weekend. Thank I got you, Jarrah. Right, Jarrah. Be cool, bro. Take care, dude. <laughs> Uh, Steve is in Arlington. What up, Steve? What up, Steve? How you doing, guys? It's been a great show. Although, from the beginning, I was sort of hoping for a Sanford and Son themed show. Yeah, we need the song. We need the song. Yeah, yeah, I love Sanford and Son. Well, hey, that's my trivia question. Can you name the artist or title of the Sanford and Son theme song? Oh, hell no. No chance. We love the song. Here's what, I, here's what I can tell, tell you. Please tell burner, us so burner, we can know something. Burner, 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 you want me to give you a hint? Oh, no, just tell us who it is. It's a Quincy Jones song. Quincy. You what? know what? I did hear that before. The title of the song is Street Beaters from the album You Got It Bad, Girl. All right. Thank you, Steve. Well, uh, Steve, you, you taught us something today, brother. Steve, we've learned well, something. You got it bad from, it. you say, Street Girls? Street Beater. Street Beater. From I don't think you can say that on the radio. Bad girl. You got it bad, girl. Okay, Street Beater, you got it bad, girl. I didn't know any of that stuff. Thank I you, Steve. Googled it. Oh, you Googled it. Okay. Thank you, Steve. He, he uh, gave us a quiz and he just Googled it. Uh, this dude's name is Gage, and he's in Canada. No, nothing more specific than that. Hello, Gage. What's up, Gage? Yo, what up, fellas? How you guys doing? We're good, man. We're good, dude. Good. Uh, if you ever wondered, he's the guy who listens to your podcast every day in Edmonton, Canada. It's me. So Love it. That's, I'm me checking in here. Appreciate stuff, you, Gage. Brother. Go Oilers. Yeah. I'm actually a, a Leafs fan. I'm, I'm from Toronto. and Funny enough, I, I uh, became a fan of the Washington in 06. Uh, Clinton Portis was the best player on my first fantasy team, and I basically picked the Maple Leafs of the NFL. So there you go about that. All right, um, that's funny. I think that's bad. But go ahead, ask Brian a question. Yeah, 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 yeah. Canadian stuff. Hey, that's actually kind of my question. Uh, you guys ever been to Canada? Um, I'm curious where you guys went, what you thought, if you ever been to Alberta, Toronto. With, I've been to uh, Toronto, and I'm gonna tell you, I would love to go there every year. That is one of the best places I've ever been. They they like to have fun in Toronto. I have been skiing, um, I guess, west of Montreal, Mount Tremblant, and I yeah. have, have been to Montreal, um, and I've been to, what's the town right across from Detroit? 
Windsor? Uh, Windsor? London? Yeah, I've been there, too. I, I really want to get out yeah, I've west. I've been to Windsor as well. I have a good buddy, Adam Goss, Toronto, that lives in Vancouver, and it's supposed to be beautiful. I'd love to get out there. Toronto is is very, very lively. Yeah, I need to get to Toronto also. Thank Once, you. Uh, one time, actually, Beamish uh, almost went all the way up to Canada to try out for a football team, but instead he I just went to Shreveport. Nah, That's right. He was, going, he was going up north for Canadian yeah. football to Shreveport, Louisiana. <laughs> Thank you for the call, Gage. Thanks for listening <laughs> up y'all, there, y'all man. Y'all sick. Y'all better learn how, it, how it works in, in the Canadian League. Our boy Los is on the line. Los, what up? Hey, guys. Hey, I'm going to the MGM uh, casino tonight. Hell yeah. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Gonna be, uh, it's, a, it's a date and, uh, and trying to win some money for me. What's up? And uh, what, how much money have you lost, uh, B. Mitch? And how much money have you won when you went to the casino? Mind you, I only play blackjack. That's where I win my most money. The most I've won was $36,000 that was at the MGM in Las Vegas. The right. most I lost was twenty five in the street was right $2,500. The most right, I lose well. $2,500, I quit. But I won uh, 36 Gs. Yes. <laughs> Uh, hey, Los, look for our boy Bees tonight. I'll take care of you, man. Oh, where, where, uh, where at? Uh, the casino tonight? Get up to Jeff. I'll put you back on. Amen. Thank you, Los. Um, here's what we're going to do. Our boy Mike Beasley from MGM National Bees Harbor. like, what the hell? Joins us. just volunteered me for stuff. Bees, give Los a beer on my tab. How about that? Um, what? You got 7 million beers on your tab already? I'm up 100 bucks on bees right now because... But you got 7 million beers. You owe bees at least 500 beers. Bees bet against the Detroit Mercy pick, the Denton Lock from a couple weeks ago. And then me and bees had a snow bet on that last snowstorm, how much we were going to get. And how much we got? Zipper Under. (laughs) We definitely got under. Um, I like betting. I like gambling. I like the MGM. But you could bet now with ESPN Bet. ESPN Bet is now live in the DMV. As the official sports book of ESPN, ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today and new users get 100 bucks in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present within the state of Maryland or Virginia to participate. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. People like doing on a Friday? Gambling. Few people do it better than our boy Mike Beasley from MGM National Harbor and the Vegas boys. Bees, we got everybody today. Well, I got, I got, everyone got an opinion in today, so this uh, comes deep from uh, not just only my partner in Vegas Boys, which is Pete, but also the mob boss had a call back in and says, you know what, I give out a 100-star play with Rutgers in the bowl games and you, and you stop calling. So you boys have been doing good, but he said he's got some more opinions this week. So, All right. Uh, so it, it, what, what, when the mob boss calls, you just listen, I'm telling you. When the mob boss calls, you, you listen. listen. I, it, uh, I agree with you there, Mr. Beasley. Um, so we, so we're all over the board today. I've got I, golf. I've got college basketball. I've got hockey. I've got UFC, which comes from the mob boss himself. Oh boy, we are, we are good to go. Let me know when you want me to roll. Roll, hey, roll you, with it. You guys, 
you guys pick on Jeff way too hard. He's, he, I talked to him for about two minutes when he called me. They've been picking on me for 30 minutes. And so I said, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll get you a cupcake or something like that. Hey, man, well, Beef, when, you, <laughs> when you're on 15, you're supposed to get picked on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sorry, Jeff. I said I was not going to say anything bad at all, so I didn't. Um, don't worry. He's gone. So, he's not hearing you. <laughs> let's go to the Mexico Open. What do you call out sick for the last half hour? He, um, he literally just 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 texted the group have to run to the bathroom. So I don't know what he's got going on. We did eat a lot of Popeyes, but that's where it is, Jeff is. Thirty, yeah. All right, so Mexico, Mexico Open, Mexico Open. I don't like Tony Finau whatsoever. He, I think he's minus three going into round two. Um, he was the favorite in the uh, the round. I like Cam Champa all the way through this. Uh, I found a bet you get on BetMGM, which is. Um, Round two, under 67. I think this guy's locked in. Let me give you some numbers on Cameron Champ. Off the tee, number one. Total driving 10th. Driving distance, fourth. Greens and regulation, not great, but still 59th. Uh, his putting stinks. It's like Charlie Weingartner's, 170th. Is it worse than uh, mine or yours? <laughs> my, well, we stink. We, we can't even be put in a, a golf conversation. Correct. We're bad. You're actually, you're actually getting much better, so I'm, kudos mm. to you. Oh, Anyway, uh, what is the, get the what's, what's the get, juice on that? Uh, it was plus. Um, it was minus one ten. Okay, so just a regular bet. All right, right. I like and that. And I also like Cameron Champ plus three fifty in the top five. I think it jumped, uh, moved down to plus three twenty currently, but I still like Cameron Champ's solid guy. Um, these par fives, they've got four of them. Two of them are huge, six oh seven, six forty one. But is that really huge for the guys? Not uh, for them. The two of when two two hit of them are gettable, 536, right. 567. Um, and I think the ball flies up there, too. So uh, that's my Mexico Open uh, picks. I also like the Van Ruin, plus 105. It may have gone already against uh, Grillo. Van Ruin was uh, minus 8 going against uh, Grillo. He just stunk. Uh, minus 2, uh, greens and reg for Van Ruin, 18th. Driving distance, 40th. Grillo. 89 and 152 in those same categories. And uh, his short game ranks 157th, Grillo. So that's, uh, if you have, if it's still out there, Van Ruin over Grillo, plus 105 with Van Ruin. All right. College hoops. It's a tonight. big college hoops weekend. It is, but you know what? The, the bad thing is they don't give out lines. I got a couple that I think where the number's going to be, but we'll just have to, to figure that out. So tonight, uh, Ryder plus one. Iona's leading scorer, this Greg Gordon kid, he just left for personal reasons, which to me says he's in the, going in the transfer portal. That's what it says That's what it to, me. Like to me. Or he lost some money to the mob, boss. <laughs> <laughs> Could be it. They played Feb 4. Gordon had 28 points, 6 assists, 5 rebounds, uh, and now they don't have that. So Ryder 6-0 in the MAC uh, when allowing 67 or less. I don't see how Iona scores 67. I'm taking Ryder plus the 1. Plus one. They lost by four when they uh, played Feb 4. But those numbers from Gordon, I mean, 28 points, six assists, five rebounds. Got to take me a little rider plus one at home. All right. Um, Columbia minus three and a half. Back to the Ivies, bees. Yeah, there's a limited schedule on Fridays. That's why the Thursday call is so much easier. They All trounced right. uh, they trounced Brown on Feb 10. 80, they, they trounced Brown on Feb 10th, 83 69. I always say sweeps are tough, but they won on the road by 14. They're only minus three and a half at home. Uh, the Lions, the Colombian Lions, 38% from three-point range. 
and they're 18th in the country, believe it or not. So Here's what I love about you, Bees, is because we we're doing Fridays now without football season instead of Thursdays, you make a point to research Friday night games. You could just give us Saturday or Sunday games and not have to go to the Ivies if it'd be easier yeah, you, for you. No, because there's no points for it out there. But a, lot, you're, a lot of places don't, don't have the number up. So, But you are also a D-Gen enough that you're actually going to play all of these games. Right. <laughs> speaking of that, there is speaking of that, there is some good games this weekend. Uh, number two, Houston at number 11, Baylor. I don't really have a, a feel on that game. I think Baylor, number 11 at home, is probably going to be about a two-point favorite. I'm going to take the number 11 team, Baylor, over Houston. Um, number 13, Bama at number 17, Kentucky. Um Kentucky's 12-4 at home. Bama won 78-52 back on Jan 7th. I go back to where it's tough to have a sweep. I'm going to say the line's going to – my guess is the line is Kentucky minus two. I'm taking the home team again. Kentucky, the number 17 over 13 Bama. Um, One I really like here, um, Texas at number nine, Kansas. Texas swept Kansas last year. They haven't played yet this year, but – they beat him the last two games. I think it's tough to beat a Kansas team three times in a row. I want to say the number's going to be Kansas minus seven or eight at home, but I'm still going to lay it out. I'd lay up to minus 10 on Kansas. I think they're wow. a much better team. Rock chalk so, right there. Yeah, number number nine Kansas over a Texas team that they do not beat Kansas three times in a row. Wow. All right. uh, let's go back down to Virginia. JMU in Georgia Southern. What a uh, flip of two different teams here. JMU 25-3 on the season, 16-9-1 against the spread. I'm telling you, if you follow that JMU team with their football and their basketball, they cover a lot of games. The beauty of Virginia, you can't bet a Virginia team with these different things. So that's why the border in Maryland is so close for me. Um, (laughs) Georgia Georgia Southern 6-22. I I expect the line to be minus 9.5. However, last time they played – um, which, which is just recent. Uh, GMU only won 87 to 80. They're a 19 point favorite. I'm not taking the 6 and 22 team. GMU's ranked 55th overall. Georgia Southern, 313 out of 360 teams. Damn, that's awful. Damn. Yeah, can't, like can't Jeff I play and Madden. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I love it, man. The mob boss. Mob boss is on the hockey. Also, he likes Edmonton many. The game over six and a half. Oilers have uh, been averaging 4.6 per game at home. Um, many, their power play on fire. Plus, Oilers' penalty kill is the third worst in uh, national hockey. Last 10 meetings, 7 of 10 between the two, 7-plus goals. So, I like... We, uh, we just had a caller from Edmonton. I'll go... I, I might actually dabble Edmonton over. Edmonton yeah. against Minnesota? Yep. All right. I'm so, in on that. When the Over mob boss calls, I listen. Yeah, that's it. And the mob boss is a two-star play. Uh, he says the fight's got elevation that's going to cause some problems on the cardio for uh, some of these fighters. The girls, it's a Bueno Silva fight. He says under two and a half rounds. If it doesn't happen, I got some problems, man. So two-star play <laughs> on the under two and a half uh, from the mob boss out in Vegas. Uh, Where is the fight? Vegas. Where is the elevation? See, I don't know. I was trying to figure it out too. I can. I, I didn't have time to research it. He just sent it over to me. So, I'm just. That's just passing it along. So right, you know, so, it's not me if it loses, and you can't say, "Hey, Beasley, you lost." But <laughs> I'm kidding. So the, L- the This is UFC 300, right? That's this weekend. 
Yeah, it's this weekend. I saw the line on, uh, I want to say, one of the two sites. That's all right. I'm trying to see. It didn't tell the location. I think it's in Vegas. Well, well, Vegas ain't 10,000 feet, I can tell you that. It's 2,400 feet, which is higher than uh, the mountain slopes of 1,800 feet that you went on. I was talking to Bees yesterday about skiing. (laughs) And obviously, Bees is from the West Coast. He's used to West Coast ski. Uh-huh. And I don't know how we got on it, but he just assumed the mountains here were like the Rockies. And I was like, Bees, these are like hills, dog. <laughs> yeah, He's yeah. like, what do you mean? I was like, the place I was at was 1,800 feet up. He's like, 1,800 feet? That doesn't even get snow. I was like, yeah, Bees, they make they the make snow. snow. <laughs> it was a, it was a, how long have you lived on the East Coast now? Four or five years? Seven. We got here when, uh, I got here when we opened up, which is... Um, November 2016, we opened uh, December 8th of 2016. You haven't driven said, that far, have you? Only uh, the baseball you drive, stadium. You drive across <laughs> that uh, ridge. Right. I, there are higher East Coast mountains. You get into West Virginia. The highest, most people don't know this, the highest mountain east of the Mississippi, you know what state it's in? It West is Virginia. in Utah. East of the Mississippi, bees. East of the yeah. Mississippi. East of the Mississippi. Someone's knocking on my door at the same time. Sorry about that. Um, but uh, it's in North, east of, Car- the, east, North east, Carolina. East of the Mississippi. Now, yes. I'm going to say it's going to be Georgia. North Carolina. North bees. Carolina. Come on and raise uh. up. All right, Bees, last one for you. I'm throwing you a curveball. All right. Throw a baby. My alma mater. Jeff can hit a curveball. Jeff can't hit it. My <laughs> alma mater, the BCC Battling Barons. Not one, but two. County championship games tonight. The BCC boys play Magruder at 5.30, and the BCC girls play Clarksburg at 7.15. You know I'm rooting for the Barons. Can I get a line on either of those? Um, Sure, I'll give you a... Uh, so and where do they stand? Is this just a conference game or is it the... Uh, County the championship. Finals, County championship. Championship game. And the BC uh, and the boys, I'm going to say... Um, I'm going to make the the game. I'm going to make it a minus three. Uh, who who are they playing? Magruder. I'll take Magruder minus three, and I'm going to say the total in the game is one thirty-two. Okay. What about the girls playing Clarksburg? I don't even think that school existed when I was in school. I'm going to say the girls is minus nine, and eighty-eight is the total. I'm calling my shot right now. It's a barren sweep, Montgomery County Championships. Mr. Bees, right. thank you. Yo, Bees, our buddy, a loyal listener, big-time Caps fan, our buddy Carlos is coming to the casino tonight. Are you working tonight? I'm here, baby. Come can, on. Can we connect you two? 100%. That's right. what I'm here for. Love it. Jeff, Los is still on hold. Take care of that. Bees, thank you, buddy. We'll see you soon. Appreciate it, Bees. All right, buddy. Have a good day. That is our boy Mike Beasley giving out winners. I think I'm going to bet that Cam Champ. That sounds kind of fun. You know where I might put the bet in? Where? Where else but ESPN Bet. That's right. ESPN Bet is now live in the DMV. As the official sports book of ESPN, ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today and new users get 100 bucks in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present within the state of Maryland or Virginia to participate. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, B. Mitchell Finley, 1067 The Fan. B. Mitchell Finley is brought to you by Rude HVAC Equipment. Head over to Rude.com to find a contractor near you and available tax credits and rebates. That's R-U-U-D. And remember, if it ain't rude, it ain't right. Also, this is a vodka Red Bull Friday, and it's powered by Scotty's Handcrafted Vodka. Scotty's Vodka is Maryland made, amazingly smooth, and loved throughout the DMV. All right, we had a lot of little good things happen on the show today. We found out that Jeff is garbage when it comes down to uh, playing Madden. Uh, we found out that Denton needs to just go ahead and come on home, go get that uh, thing shaved off. But what we're going to do right now, Landfill, we're going to jump right to these bets, find out who won the week and who's going to uh, be looking for some stuff this weekend. Jeffrey, what we got, brother? All of mess and say I won one game this week. Okay, so I came in last. I'm Owen. Don't let you Owen and Max. I, that, 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 I, knew it was com- I knew it was coming. God, you're garbage, Jeff. I knew it was coming. Owen Walker. Owen Walker. B and JP, y'all tied for second because you know y'all bets didn't hit either. Uh, so y'all wanted to, and unfortunately, I think it's fortunate. Landfill won. Landfill hit all three of his bets this week. Landfill hit all of his. At least JP and I did hit something, and you hit absolutely nothing. Come on. Anybody Owen. else want to run me over with the bus? Let's I, mean, I mean, I don't even drive buses, so I, I'm just saying I don't drive buses. What, what, you want to run me over with the electric car? Yeah, well, I Let's do start that. it up. I also have <laughs> a belated uh, bleep you Thursday for Jeff Walker. What we got? He said he was going to bring us blueberry almonds today, and he didn't. Jeff, I, what happened? I forgot all about that, bro. Like, they were so good. Th- th- this morning was just super crazy. So mm-hmm. I, I really forgot all about that. But we can have some blueberry almonds. Yeah, keep your eyes. If anybody out there sees the blueberry the almonds, house get them. to them this weekend. No. <laughs> y'all live out west Bubba country. Like, y'all, y'all far. Y'all are far. First of all, you far. From you, yeah. Okay, so what the hell? You want me to drive landfill? Landfill, tell him you got some red beans and rice at your house. And uh, I, I cooked for him. Nope, he said you lied. Nah, uh, that's damn. not true. I don't have... You don't know how to play the game, boo? He's not trying to become Linnell Walker. He, he's not going to eat that. He can eat them from me when I cook them because the ones he cooked, that's why he had bubble guts. He don't know how to cook them. So, um, we, we betting on anything else this weekend? Nah, we not betting <laughs> this weekend. Yeah, we betting on DePaul this weekend. DePaul. Take him. We're betting on DePaul. What you betting on, son? Who's DePaul playing? I'm betting that I beat Darius. Darius is horrible, so we figured they're going to be playing at home. We take it. Do you theory? So this is what we're going to do. Let's see what they have. You said you put 29 points on Darius, right? Darius minus 29 and a half. That's the spread. I'm taking Jeff plus 29. When y'all playing? We play between tomorrow and Sunday. You better stream that. Darius. We're going to stream it. Darius, if you're listening, do not. Do that little oh I'm I'm trying to show some uh sports. Yeah, no mercy, there ain't no mercy Score, in this league. Uh, if you could Dunk beat it by him by hundred, beat him by hundred by hundred. It won't happen. I don't think Darius would shave it points on us. I think he I think Darris, he'll play it straight. Embarrass him. Too bad that if won't you don't happen. beat him, he's gonna embarrass you. I'm yes, you. I will. And, so and it, Darris, if you don't beat him by at least B Mitch, number thirty. 
We got a problem with you. Oh, yeah, that's really not happening. <laughs> that's really All not right. happening. Right, there's beating by B. Mitchell Moore, brother. All right, everybody that joined the show today, we want to thank you all. We want to uh, thank Brad Biggs, London Fletcher, and everybody that called in. If you're hanging out this weekend, whatever you're doing, take care of yourself. Be careful. God bless you, and we'll see you all on Monday. Take care of yourself. Peace. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.